Welcome back to the next episode of Ranked. We're here to discuss another arbitrary list that we just decided to turn up out of nowhere. And of course, uh, the week of the Batman, we have to sit down to discuss everyone's favorite caped crusader, the Batman himself. We are here to discuss all 12 of the theatrical films that we have gotten from this superhero. And to help break it down, this entire list, we needed to have our pop topic co-host who is really the biggest Batman fan that I know, and that is Tristan. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. This has got to be one of my favorite rankings we've ever done here, Quentin. I love all these movies. I just love Batman in general. Anytime I get to talk about Batman, he's easily my favorite superhero. I love all superheroes. Batman, Batman's my favorite. I'm super excited to be ranking these with you. Although, this was a tough one to rank because I love all these movies. I'm even more excited that we get to do this with our good friend, Welldog. <laughs> oh, Tristan introduced Welldog even Will better. Dog. He's back. He's back. I- I've returned again, and, and uh, yeah, I like, uh, like Tristan said, I'm excited to rank these movies, and this is honestly, yeah, probably one of the hardest rankings I've had to do, um, simply because, except for a couple of movies... A lot of them are in same contention with each other. Like the '80s and '90s Batman's, I felt were the hardest to rank, in my opinion. Uh, the other ones were a little bit easier, but we'll 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 see we'll see whether or not if we agree on any of these. I told Tristan the brief little backstory of the Batman that just came out this week. Uh, where the, <laughs> I believe the very first month of us doing the entire podcast, all the way back at the origins of Pop Topic was the announcement of the Batman coming out. We knew Robert Pattinson was going to be the lead role, and me and Welling spent a good 20 minutes discussing how awesome it would be if Clayface was the villain. Yep. Yeah. So we, I, I had to make sure Welling was here, so I'm glad he was able to show up and discuss this. So I don't know if you know this, Welling, but uh, as we do this podcast, I am drinking out of my It's Clayface Time coffee mug. Yes, yes. I had to make sure one of the one of the, one of the best gifts I've ever come up with. It, it's one of my favorite coffee mugs. I I try to drink it every morning. I love because it because it's always play face. Oh, Tristan, <laughs> yeah. Before you go to work, seven fifteen a.m. to seven thirty-five a.m. It's clay face time. Those full twenty minutes. Every yeah, oh. twenty minutes before work every day of my entire life, I look at my cup and I go, "It is clay face time." That's right. If only they made Clayface yeah. brand coffee, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, unfortunately, he's only in one of these movies, um, so you know he, he doesn't do too well in the showings for these films. So much knows. disrespect for Clayface. Maybe the Batman it really too. And even that one movie he's in, he's in it for like forty-five seconds tops. Like he's, he's briefly yeah. Yeah, I think they just say his name and then they call it a day. It's not like he's the main antagonist of no. one of these movies. That would be more nah, He shows no, no, no. up a he couple makes of times. Like and cameo. It. It, it is yeah. own film franchise. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry, Justin. The Batman 2 will have Clayface. That's okay. I hope so. I would be stoked if they brought it. That would be awesome. I feel like he might not fit in the grounded style they're going for, but, you know, let's make it happen. Come on. You please. can do it in a tasteful way. <laughs> tasteful way. <laughs> I'd like to see what a tasteful clay face looks like. It's like a dude in a suit that sells vases and pots, and he like throws them at. It's like the Invisible Man from last year, just kind of different. Yeah. Okay. okay he just right, hides in mud puddles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. We're making it happen. 
uh, so before the podcast, Tristan said that he loves almost all these Batman films except for arguably one of them. And I'm even much, that one I don't hate. Yeah, it's just and, and I'm pretty almost on the same page as you, Tristan. This is my first time watching any of these films except for the Nolan trilogy, and then I saw Lego Batman and Batman v Superman when they came out. But like, I, I don't think. I actively rewatch any of these films until now, besides from The Dark Knight. So this is my first time really watching these movies. And surprisingly, I'm kind of with you, Tristan. I would say there are two bad movies of this bunch. The rest of them, I would say, are from great to incredible. And I believe during the Spider-Man podcast, when we did our Spider-Man ranking, Tristan, I said Spider-Man is the best superhero put to screen I now take that back. I officially am now on Team Batman. These films yeah, are Batman, way better. Batman's never really been done that wrong. And that it's very impressive for how many Batman movies there have been and how many different Batman we've had, different actors playing him. They've all been consistently pretty damn solid. Yeah. And, uh, and I, don't, I, I don't personally love Ben Affleck as Batman. Batflex wasn't my favorite. But even that wasn't wasn't awful. I thought I thought that was solid. So I'm pretty. I, I love Batman. I love all the Batman. Yeah, I surprisingly and, enjoyed uh, like almost all of them. But I guess we can uh, go over how much we love them all. Like, with the lowest one, what is it, Quentin? Yeah. Uh, well, right before we start, I want to give a little heads up to everybody listening. Um, I think most of these can be pretty open with the movies themselves. So if you haven't seen the film and we get to it, you know, we'll try to avoid major spoilers for all these movies. But uh, I think for the, the Batman itself, whenever we reach it, uh, however, uh, whenever that may be, when we get to it, uh, I think we'll try and do like a, you know, a spoiler-free discussion and then maybe halfway through it uh, announce when we get to the, the, the real spoilers to give people a heads up. But for the most part, if you haven't seen the film and you don't want to get spoiled, uh, maybe just skip until you get to whatever movie you want to discuss because most of them, are, I think we're going to be pretty open a pretty open discussion yeah. for these, except for the, the newest one that just came out. Yeah, yeah, the newest yeah, one. Yeah, I feel like most of them we can spoil. Yeah. If you haven't watched, like, the 1966 Batman yet, you've had 60-some-odd years to do it, so that's on you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you had time. It's on you at this point if you're really upset if we spoil what happens in Batman Returns from the 1990s. So that's on you at this point. Yeah. All right, so we can you know get that out of the way. Finally, sit down and discuss all twelve of these movies. And coming in in last place is one of the more recent films, one of the more divisive films, and that is going to be Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Yeah, yeah. So where do we um, have it ranked? Where do we all put it? So me and Tristan both have this at number twelve in dead last, and Welling just changed it last minute. Uh. Uh, right at the minute right before we good started the podcast well, good he did his change here and he moved it to number 11 for him yeah um this movie is just kind of meh to me it's it's there's parts i like i like a lot of the action scenes um i like henry cavill as superman i think he's really good actors go i don't love superman as a character so much as opposed to batman overall it, it it's too long it feels too long I think we all know the ending is very silly. It feels very silly. It's a super serious movie, unlike some of the other Batman movies, which Batman can be silly. And silly Batman's a fantastic Batman, but this one's very serious and then has a ridiculously stupid conclusion for no reason. And it it, it could have been done way better. Yeah, I'm actually down for 
campy, wacky stuff, obviously, because I have this near the bottom, and it's like the most serious film, and I have a lot of the campy movies way higher in my list. But like, if Batman and Superman were yelling Martha and why did you say that name to each other, and like if Superman was on his knees crying at photos of his mother, like if this, if, if those scenes were in Batman 66 or the Lego Batman, It'd be hilarious. They would be, be pretty fantastic. absolutely iconic. I would love those scenes. They would be some of the most absurd comedy ever. And it would be fantastic. It would be like an amazing scene. I would praise it to death. But when it's in a film that takes itself very seriously. It takes it, itself way yeah. too seriously. <laughs> this movie thinks it is the Dark Knight. And this movie is Batman 66. Even like, the this... Dark Knight doesn't take itself yeah. so seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I would say this movie, uh, and the, well, the Lego Batman movie uh, in specific, they lack the idea of playing a Martha joke. But when the most memorable thing from this movie is two characters, you know, just yelling Martha at each other, it's um, not good. <laughs> not, not good at all. Yeah, yeah, the film has some good moments, and that, even though it's in last... Uh, I, I, it's, it's neck to neck with my number 11 as like being the worst of the worst. Cause I do think this film overall is pretty terrible, but well, it has the movie called Batman V Superman. And the best part of the movie is Wonder Woman. I think, you know, you've done something. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> is that the best part? I, I thought Wonder Woman was terrible in this movie. What? I thought Wonder Woman's sex for the, they were my favorite part. I thought she was just so shoehorned in that it was very aggravating to watch. Like, everything with Wonder Woman was setting up the Justice League, right? Like, her and Bruce Banner sending little, like, sexy files to each other. Like, oh, here's yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, it was for sure setting up the Justice League. Yeah, it, it, it was so... I hate when movies set up other movies, especially when this movie is terrible. Like, maybe focus on making a good movie first before you focus on... And then on, the like, next the movie next is also terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's similar to, like, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, right? Where it's setting up the next movie, and it doesn't even realize that the movie that we're currently watching is fucking terrible. It's, it's very hilarious. But I liked the first scene where, uh, you know, Bruce Banner is, like, watching Man of Steel. Li- like, you know, he's, like, live-streaming it. He's watching it in real time. Um, that, was, that was probably the one good scene. That was good. Yeah, I, I, feel, like, I feel like Batman v Superman leaned a lot on the action and uh, the special effects, and sure, the action and special effects are great and all, but we're getting to a point in cinema history where you need more than just that to make a good movie at this point. Especially when it's two and a half hours long, and oh, there'll yeah. be large sections that aren't action scenes. Yeah, and I watched the original. I did not watch the director's cut. I've seen the extended edition. Yeah. That one's like three hours. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to clarify, maybe I'll like it more. Uh, you know, I'll, I think I might watch the extended because I'm doing a DCEU ranking. The parts that elaborates on aren't the parts that need elaborate. Okay. That was my problem with, with, the, uh, with the extended edition. Okay. It did get more backstory and explain things. Just not the parts that I felt needed explanation. But I thought Doomsday, the CGI on Doomsday looked terrible. I thought Doomsday looked Oh, atrocious. he looked awful. I didn't, oh, yeah, Doomsday God. did not yeah. look good. I didn't care for the Doomsday fight scene. One thing I did like, and this is going to be a hot take, because I think everyone else hated this, but me and Hayden, our younger brother, uh, we both loved a, uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Oh, I really oh, enjoyed his performance. Oh. And I know everyone else hates it, but I don't know why. 
thought he was a fantastic, like, young Lex Luthor. Oh. I really enjoyed it. Oh, God. Quentin, Quentin's hurting in his seat right now. <laughs> Quentin, you're in the minority of our siblings here. You are, you are in the minority there. You hate it, both love this Easily. Easily the worst part of the film. Uh, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Mother's so far from the worst part of the film. Doom, yeah, no, sorry. Doomsday is the worst part. Doomsday. Yeah, Doomsday is way worse. Yeah, okay, okay. Martha scene is way worse. Well, no, no, but that's like hilariously funny. Like it Jesse is funny. Eisenberg so as well, yeah, I think the Martha scene is one of my favorites just for comedy alone. It was, it was pretty great. But the Jesse ridiculous. Eisenberg Lex Luthor is so painfully annoying. He's like this smarmy like Mark. Zuckerberg, like he's like bringing yeah, back social media. Well, well, okay. Like, uh, like how is he this big villain. threat for both of these guys? Like he's like, oh, he's like throwing photos of Superman's mom at him. Like it's like one dollar bills, and Superman's basically, uh, you know, a, a stripper for him. He's like chucking them. Like, oh, make it rain. Photos of Martha. He's like, oh, look at that. God bows down to me now. Like he's such a smarmy, annoying little twerk. Oh, I, I really yeah, hate him. Yeah, that's why he's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, okay, the thing I'll say about Jesse Eisenberg, I thought when he was cast for the role, I thought it was a great choice. I think Jesse Eisenberg's a great actor, and I think given the right script and the right direction, he would have made a good Lex Luthor. But they did not do it any justice in this movie. I think there's potential. That's, that's a yeah, I, I think right, there's that's... potential for him. I, once, I, I love Jesse Eisenberg, so there's always potential for him to be good. Yeah, yeah I don't think he was really that enjoyable at all. I thought he was very annoying. I, yeah, the... I know I'm in the minority yeah. of that opinion, but I, I, I really enjoyed this. I yeah, personally, I, I, I think I, I had a lot of it. I really liked it. Yeah, it was. And that's really the thing. I like all these movies. I do think this one is the worst Batman. Yeah, and I think my favorite character of this film would actually be Batman himself. I I think he's the worst Batman, but you know this is at the this is at the bottom. But of my Batman's list. still just an awesome character. Look, a bad Batman yeah. is still better than a fantastic Superman. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, uh, Batman's like, always. I hate almost everything about this movie, but I think he's my least favorite Batman. But I still think he's the best part of this film. I think I think Ben Affleck is pretty decent at uh, some of the scenes. I I, I like him. He's 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 okay. All right, on to the second worst Batman movie, or as I like to call it, the first of the good ones. I call it the last of the bad ones, according to my list, and that is going to be at number 11, Batman Forever. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, I thought, oh, what are all okay. the first ones? Uh-oh. <laughs> so, once again, uh, you know, me and Tristan both Uh-oh. had Batman v Superman at 12. We both have Batman Forever at 11. Uh-oh. Well, he has it at seven. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> this one, I think this one's good. I, I just don't care for this one. I think everything this movie's trying to do, there are other Batman movies that do it better. And so I never see oh. a reason to go back to watch this. And that's why this one to me is just sort of, it's good, but not one I, I, I care about. Okay, so obviously I'm the outlier on this, so let me explain a little bit about this. I found these... Four 80s and 90s Batman movies to be really hard to rank against each other because uh, they all had uh, simil- a lot of similarities involved with each other. Of course, Tim Burton was director and producer of the first three, and then Jules Sch- Schumacher uh, directed the last two. So there's a lot of similarities. Um, but ranking this lower than Batman and Robin just seems very we can, get into, we can get into that when we get to Batman and Robin. Yeah. So what? What I so Batman Forever? Um, I I felt like was um, 
it was a good introduction to the um the Dick Grayson character. It was the first movie that really uh first Batman movie besides the 66 Batman that um did the Dick Grayson character. I thought um the actor that played Dick Grayson was a good choice. I thought the cast was well rounded out. I thought Val Val Kilmer made a great Batman. Um and I, I don't know, for some reason I, I I this movie had the highest of the enjoyable factor for all four of them in my personal opinion. I agree. I, I like the introduction of Robin. I think they did Robin's sort of origin story pretty well. And this is really the only movie I think that really did Robin's origin story. Oh, and the Lego Batman movie. Which also did Robin's origin story, which, once again, another movie that did what this movie tried to do, but better. Oh, the Robin origin story movie was great. I like Val Kimmler's Batman quite a bit, but I don't think there's really been a bad Batman, except for maybe Ben Affleck. He's probably been the worst. But I think all the Batman have been good, and I think Val Kimmler was just another good one. I don't think he was better than any of the others, probably, but equally as good. Uh, I don't care for either of the villains in this one. I, I think Jim Carrey's Riddler is overrated. I didn't like it as much on rewatch as I thought I was going to. And a um, Two-Face was very, ironically, one-dimensional. He, he wasn't a very dynamic character. He was very, the same way all the way through, and, and, and really just more of a nuisance in the film than an actual antagonist of any sort. How dare you disrespect would always land on the most His coin flip would always land on the most plot, you know, plot-preferred answer. If they wanted the character to die, he would die. If they didn't, he wouldn't. It would be very, okay. of course that would happen with the coin. That's exactly well, what the, would be easy to write a script around. It'll get. We'll get to the better Two Face, but it wasn't good. Yeah, there's another better Two Face. Like we'll get to the better Two Face, but how dare you disrespect Jim Carrey Riddler like that? Jim Carrey is an icon, and you need to treat him with more respect. But we are also going to encounter encounter a better Riddler later in the list as well. Well, we're going to do that. I do agree that Jim Carrey is the second best Riddler, but he still played a no, 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 no. Jim Carrey's Riddler was entertaining. I had I, I got quite I like a few laughs out of Riddler, him. Jim Carrey as an actor is he's fuck he's the he was the perfect choice for the kind of style of Batman movies they were doing at this age. Yeah, I agree exactly. When you hear Jim Carrey as the Riddler in a goofy Batman movie, you think it's going to be phenomenal. Like, like that sounds like a perfect match. That's a phenomenal cast. And what we got was good, but not as great as I feel like it probably should have. I feel like a Riddler Joker. I mean, yeah, a Jim Carrey Riddler could have been a lot better than what we All right, so I'm the middleman here. And well, you I... went to the same spot. No, you're not. You so. agreed with Tristan. I don't think you're a middleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, guess my, I, I guess my position has already been revealed because I agree with Tristan. Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, their characters sucked. I fucking hated <laughs> them. <laughs> Everything else about the movie was super fun. I thought Valkyrie was actually a pretty fun Batman. I actually thought his suit, uh, you know, might, might be a bit of a hot take because it does have the nipple action. I thought that's his the, suit. That's part of the no, suit. No, 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 no. That's, thought... that's George Clooney. We'll get to they George Clooney. They, they both do. They both do. George Clooney. Okay, that. No, we are going to get to the. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to the George yeah. Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney's nipples are more that. defined. Don't worry, they're way more, they're more noticeable. But yeah, but yeah, but they both have the. I think Val Kimmer's Batman suit is one of the best Batman suits in like all the films. Like I just think it's, it's a great. It's Batman like cartoonish, suit. but also like realistic. It's like a perfect blend of. Both. It was the perfect costume for the vibe of the movie. Yes, which it is very campy well. and goofy, but, but not off like the rail. Serious. Yeah, I think almost this entire film is pretty fine. 
The reason yeah, why it's I have taken yeah. us a super one yeah, dimensional. The reason movie. why this and Batman v Superman are easily the only two bad Batman films is the villains. Uh, the best part about Batman is how great the villains are. These villains are fucking terrible. I hate them both, and I agree with both of you going in. I, this was one of my most anticipated movies of this list. I was excited to see Jim Carrey as the Riddler. It was perfect casting. But the whole, like, he would have been perfect casting if, let's say, he was then joined alongside a more serious character, like the Penguin or Poison Ivy, like we get in Batman and Robin. But to have his goofiness with Two-Face, who should be a serious character, but who was also goofy in this movie, it literally was. Whenever those two were in a scene together, they'd look at each other and would just laugh the whole time. It was literally just the two of them running around laughing. They had no fucking purpose in this movie but to fucking laugh. And I wanted to blow my brains out because they literally just kept... They would look at each other and go, ha 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 Like, that, that, that's their entire plot. That is their storyline. They got paid probably a hundred bucks a second to just laugh on screen. They had no actual story but to giggle. It was so, I, I hate both of them. I genuinely think they were both infuriatingly terrible. And that's why I have this movie at 11. It's almost, honestly, it's probably worse than Batman v Superman. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I just like to shit on Batman v Superman. But this movie okay. is, is And bad. the Robin origin story was good. I, once again, I did enjoy that. Everything one. else about the movie is good. Or decent. Okay, well, well, let, let me go back to let me go back to um, Tommy Lee Jones, um, Two Face here for a second. I agree the way that they wrote the character design for this was awful, but I just want to say that Tommy Lee Jones um, has one of the best set pieces in the movie. When we get introduced to Tommy Lee Jones's um, Two Face's hideout, that is one of the best sets in the movie. Uh, one of the best sets, probably, out of all these Batman movies I've seen. Just the common duality between one side of Two Face and the other side of Two Face. I thought it was very interesting and unique set, and really put me in the moment to see a bunch of stupid laughing. So uh, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> That's fair. The production design of this movie, I just want to say, everything else in the movie was good. The bad guys were, and particularly for the cast, and Tommy Lee Jones and, and Jim Carrey are both great actors. I think they just weren't written very well, and they, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't very well done. Yeah, the production design in all four of the 1990 Batman films are great, right? and they fit the, the feeling of each film it's supposed to go for. I agree. I, the, the production design in this is super fun. Really, I don't think any of the Batman movies have like bad production design. They all look pretty good. All right, so we can move on to number 10 here. And once again, Tristan, me and you are in agreement. Oh, fuck's sake. Batman Returns will be for our number 10 I, Wow, spot. I am blown away. I thought I was going to be so low on this, and you guys were all going to be so high. Oh, we're actually I all, yeah, we're all pretty close on the same page here. Me and Tristan are once again are tied at number 10 here, and Welling, uh, you know, is still pretty close with us. He has it at number 8. They're um, still honestly, there. This one is the only one of the movies I didn't rewatch for doing this list, so I haven't seen it in a long time. And this was kind of just where I felt like putting it, because I remember, I know this was a very popular one, some people love it. Uh, I don't care for it. I feel like if you're a big Tim Burton fan and you love Tim Burton's style, that really comes through strong in this one, maybe even more so than the 1989 Batman one. Uh, I think that's a... Uh, that, 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 like, I like this one. It's just not... It's got a strong vibe, and it's not my vibe, you know? Right. You know what, you know what I got from this movie? Uh, I got the fact that uh, I really badly 
just want to have sex with early 90s Michelle Pfeiffer. Holy shit. <laughs> that's, uh, that's another viewpoint on this movie. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> see, this is why we need the well dog more. This is, why, this is why we need well on every podcast. It's, it's, it's insightful, insightful comments like that. Who else no. would I know well, to have sex with? I have no and idea. It's not like he's wrong. But it's, just, it's just out there to say. <laughs> uh, she, like... Like, what an introduction to Catwoman, by the way. Holy crap. Well, there's been yeah. Catwoman before. But, uh, eh, eh, we'll get into that. But, uh, no, Michelle's Catwoman, or Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is um, probably one of my favorite parts of the movie, uh, in particular. Her her origin scene, how she actually develops into the role of Catwoman, I thought was a very entertaining part of the movie. And, uh, lest, lest we forget, yeah, she's 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 fucking smoking. She's a very good looking woman. Even though we're pretty much at the same, well, you know, we're pretty much at the same score here. Welling, you're at eight, I'm at ten. Uh, we we are we, we cannot be further apart on our. You don't think she's attractive at all, eh? I would not have sex with Michelle. Yeah. Well, well, she's blonde, so that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, would not have sex with Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, but. First of all, missed opportunity to not have her Michelle Pfeiffer F U R R when they introduced her name on the screen. Uh, real that that was a big missed opportunity. <laughs> like I will never forgive them for that. I don't know what they were thinking there. But second of all, and I'm glad that we're all kind of on the same page here because, like Tristan said, this is one of the highest rated films for Batman. Like this is a beloved movie. This would be, I believe, in the top five or six on Letterbox for Batman. Like this is a popular film, and I was worried I was going to be on a dying hill here, but we're all going to die together, so that's okay. Because yeah, we, my hot take for uh, the Catwoman here, who I thought was the worst performance Catwoman has had on, well, actually no. I take that back. She's better than the one from Dark Knight Rises, but she's the second worst Catwoman of the four iterations we get. And simply for the fact... There's, there's five, because there is a Catwoman movie. Not on this list. Oh, sure. Sorry. I'm talking about this list. Right, Halle, yeah, yeah. Of the, no, let's not go into Halle Berry. Of the four from this list, uh, I, I think she's... I don't really like her at all. And I am, might be a hot take here, because everybody hates this one film, but they love this movie. Her storyline, Ready for Your Minds to be Blown, guys, is the exact same storyline as the cat girl from Wonder Woman 1984. Haven't seen that movie yet. <laughs> well, everybody seems to hate her, but they love Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie when they have the same storyline where she's like some quirky girl who loves books and she's nerdy and she wishes she could be as cool as the other cats. And then she gets her superpowers because she wished that she was cool and now she's this sexy girl that's wearing a terrible cat costume and doesn't really add anything to the movie because she's the secondary villain and no one really cares. Like, everyone cares about the penguin. I don't need this Catwoman. And her turning into the Catwoman is hilariously cringy. It is, like, campy. It's almost in, like, the fun kind of sense, but it is still stupid where she falls off of, like, a gigantic tower, but then a cat walks on top of her. So she comes back to life and turns into a cat woman or something. I'm not quite sure how that worked, but that was how she turned into cat I think woman. the cats revived her, but I could be wrong. <laughs> they like, yeah, she literally <laughs> fell off of a giant tower, dies, and then a bunch of cats walked around her, and then she was like, I'm alive now. 
So yeah, I guess yeah, the cat performed a satanic ritual which brought her back to life. <laughs> no, think think of it like the um think of like Spider Man's spider bite. There was a cat that was clearly nibbling on her finger and she got cat powers. Oh, I see. I, it was a radioactive cat. Yeah. It was a radioactive cat. And one of the cats I like, like licked her bottom lip, right? So I thought maybe the saliva gave her life. I don't know what was going on. It was uh it was a trip. So yeah, I, oh, I didn't worry. like her we'll at all. I think the penguin was fun. Like it's fun. It's a good movie. It sounds like I hate it. This is not in my bottom two. I think every other film. That's the thing. All the Batman movies are great Batman. Yeah. Movies, except for the one that's not really a Batman movie. It's yeah. Half of a Superman movie. Yeah. Uh, like, we'll, I like we'll, this movie. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. argue about this later. Like I well, really you and like this will argue. I'll watch. This is a fun movie. I actually have no issue with like watching this again if someone wants to check it out. It's a fun time. I just really don't like the Catwoman in this movie. She kind of, everything about her drove me nuts. I didn't think she added anything. Uh, I liked, uh, what was it? Hello there as her sign, which reminded me of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I thought was pretty funny. But then it turned into hell here. Is, is that what they were going for? You know, little things like that were pretty fun. Like The movie's fun at times. It's just, uh, you know, as, despite this being a fan favorite, it was not a favorite of mine. Yeah, I thought it was going to be way lower than everyone, but. I guess none of us really like. <laughs> yeah, we all we all walked in ready to have the hot take of the podcast, and we all agree. Well, I mean, what? it was my it was um, like I said, I think there's two separate classes of Batman movies here, and when it comes to this class of Batman movie, this one was up there. Do we agree on the uh, the ninth one as well? So we can move on to. Number nine here, and that is going to be finally reaching Welling's least favorite film. Oh! It is going to be the original, Batman 1966. Where do we all have it, Quentin? Welling has it at number 12, obviously. Tristan has it at eight. And here I am, baby. My first film in my top five, I have it at number five. Whoa! Okay, let, let, me, uh, let me go first on this because I want to make something very clear. I tried to watch this on three separate occasions last night, and I fell asleep all three times. So it was a boring movie from the start, and I, I, to be fair, I don't think I've given it a fair chance, but feel free to put in your opinions to sway me because I just have this general rule where if a movie is so boring that I fall asleep, it's probably not worth it. Well, this film isn't boring at all this one was fucking hilarious this this movie was awesome i watched this movie and as soon as it was over i just sat there i went let's fucking go again baby i didn't watch the second time i was was ready to i was uh man this movie is a ride um this is my first time ever seeing the movie i was ready for it to be absolutely god-awful but the whole movie is just an absolute wild time it is just a camp it is just it's a total trip the, it's, it's all it's all in the bad guys and to be fair like robin and batman are hilarious as well but i i was team bad guys all the way i think uh, it, it, there's four villains in this movie so uh you know the most villains you would get in a single batman film so far and i thought the fact that all four of them like had little uh, they're, they're pretty much like roomies right like it was the four bad guys all like lived together and the penguins uh it's kind of like the three stooges of bad guys yeah they really were because they would each have their own wall that has all their stuff. So the Riddler has, like, his wall of riddles. The Penguin would have his 
Uh, he has like fish tanks on his wall, and then the Joker has his uh, little pranks. And so they all have like the little cubby holes. It's like they're in kindergarten. And they just got their little shelves where they get to put all their snacks and treats, and then they all hang out for the day. Like they're, it's like playtime for these guys. They're like little children that just hang out together. And then they have their own bedrooms, and each wall is decorated. And so like the Joker's like a purple room, and then the Riddlers has like a green room with a question mark, and then Catwoman, who always wears black, and is always like this like badass girl has like the pink princess door because the writers were like well she's a girl so she has the princess door which is hilarious like everything about this movie is fucking hilarious i every single shot in this movie i was just dying because it was so fucking stupid and it was so fucking funny i don't know about you guys but like i have my own personal ranking of the villains do, do we all have like who our favorite villain is from this movie No, honestly, no. No. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? No. I don't, I don't think I ranked the villains. From my memory, just got feel. I think I remember finding the Riddler pretty funny. Uh, he's not even in my top two, baby. He's number three. He's, he's, he's pretty great. Honestly, all four of them are pretty fucking great. But easily, the best one's the Penguin. The Penguin. Penguin, I knew you were going to say Penguin. The Penguin's fucking great. He literally just walks around, and his laugh is just... Wah, 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 wah. Like, he literally just laughs like a penguin. And he just waddles like a penguin. He's like, literally, all he does in this whole movie is just walk and quack like a penguin. He doesn't do anything <laughs> but pretend to be a penguin. Well, no, he lets them all fly away on giant umbrellas when they escape at the end. Yes, they were all driving. Yeah, they're flying on giant umbrellas. And you're like, oh, is it like a broomstick? No, it's like an umbrella. Where, like, they're all sitting on these giant flappy things with just a little hook at the end. Like, it looks fucking terrible. It's hilarious. A uh, number two is easily Catwoman. Because, literally, every second line, she goes, this plan is perfect. She does a lot of the same cat fun. She, she only says, has three different ones, but she uses I them I swear, this movie's 72 minutes long. She says perfect at least 20 times. And it's hilarious every time. See, when you're talking about this movie to me, it sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is the best. The movie is call, very funny. The, and you called the, it the big, a top five elite movie. Easy, easily top five. I could, I could have put it higher. The big downside to this movie is it most definitely is an old movie, and it feels old, and the lines and scenes are delivered in the way that old movies are. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but most definitely is a factor that impacts the enjoyment of it. I think that's why Wellen fell asleep so many times through it. And why it's only mid-tier for me. It is very funny and very silly, but the scenes are long and dialogue-heavy. The action isn't, you know, that fantastic. It's goofy and fun, but repetitive overall. And the, uh, it, it feels its length, it feels its age, and it's fun, but just not an elite-tier bad. Yeah, oh, oh, we, sorry, we didn't even get to, like, well, we did get to some of the best parts, but, like, there's so, I don't know what you guys are talking about. This movie's fucking great, so... They first go to find the penguin, and then it's like a mirage. It's not actually there. So then he gets attacked by a shark, and so then Robin comes down with some sharks. <laughs> this is the one part I always remember from the movie. Like, like I watched this one years ago, like like years ago. Like maybe 10 you years just remember this part? part, and this is the part I remember. Yeah, it's this probably the most iconic. But this like best. everything about this movie is hilarious. Where like he's bringing him down shark repellent, right? Yeah. And so then the long shot, he like stops halfway down the ladder, and then starts to yeah. like go upside down to hand him the shark repellent and you're like he's nowhere fucking close to batman it's not gonna reach him but then there's a close shot and he's right beside him like just it's so fucking bad it's hilarious like literally he like stops halfway and you're like 
He's still like eight rungs then away from him. Why is he better? He's just a hard on himself for no reason. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't. He, do, he literally. It's not how you handle something. There was no something. benefit to it. it. It just took longer. But it's because he can prove that he's like, uh, you know, you went, you worked in the circus before. Like, you know, it's he's just. A, yeah, he's he's just showing off at this point. Like, Batman literally has a shark on his leg, and Robin's like, "Hey, bats, check out this flip." Like, you know, he's got to show it off. He's and getting then, them style points. And then I think maybe the reason why you remember the Riddler being so funny, Tristan, is the Riddler. Well, I don't remember this, but he would give the most absurd clues ever. It was hilarious. They were the easiest Riddler riddles. They weren't hard at all. No, no, the riddle is nothing. And but somehow they piece it together out of nothing. Where they're like, oh, the riddle. Uh, they're like, oh, we thought the penguin ship was there, but it wasn't. Uh, and so we got attacked by a shark. There must be more than just the penguin. Who else could be involved in this? And they're like, well, that was the Riddler that gave the clue. So the Riddler's probably involved. And like, ah, yes, that must be. But there is probably more than just the Penguin and Riddler. Who else could there be? And they're like, well, you know, we were out at sea. What else starts with C? Catwoman. Catwoman starts with C and we were out at sea. It's the same thing. And then they were like, and the shark was pulling on my leg. Joker likes to pull on people's legs. I bet you he's involved too. How do they get that? A lot, a lot of logical jumps there, but it, it makes sense if you follow along. <laughs> we were out at sea. Catwoman starts with C. We cracked the code. So, you know, they, they somehow got the riddle, uh, but it was not the path I would have took. I don't know how they got to that. Uh, I don't know. I thought everything about this movie was a fucking trip. This would be a movie, if I ever buy this, uh, I, you know, I might eventually buy this film because, you know, it's a fun time. I, I would watch this with my buddies with some drinks every now and then. Like, th- this is a... Hang out with your friends, throw it on. It's 70 minutes. Have a few beers. You're good to go. Like, this is a good time, guys. I love it. This was a great movie. It is very fun and very silly. It's yeah. super campy if you like campy bad. Yeah. Did I convince you, Welling? Are you now higher than 12th place on it? Don't know if I would put it any higher, but it definitely makes me want to watch it again. There we go. I'll watch it with you. I'll, 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 I'll meet you on that ground. It's we'll better have, than Batman v Superman. We'll have some drinks and watch this bad boy. You can That's watch this perfect. twice instead of Batman v Superman. That's how short it is. <laughs> All right. So we can move on to number eight here, which is another Welling uh, film that's near the bottom of his list. So, Oh, finally. What the hell, guys? Welling's movies here. And we have Batman and Robin. What the hell, guys? Where do we all have this one ranked? Bowling has it at number 10. I have it at number 8. And Tristan has it at number 7. What the hell, guys? I love this movie. Yeah, my police I absolutely love Batman and Robin. All right? I don't care what? what people think about it. Like, to be completely honest, Batman is, and for the longest time, is my favorite superhero. Uh, you know, I absolutely love Batman and all the characters. And this is the movie that got me into Batman. I watched this before I watched The Dark Knight. Of all the movies that got me to Batman, this was the one that did it. I was like maybe 12, and this one just happened to be on TV. And I ha- started halfway through, like when the scene when Poison Ivy first becomes Poison Ivy, and I was fucking hot. And I, uh, I absolutely loved this movie. I go back to this one a lot. Of all the 90s ones, this is when I go back to the numbers. I think this one's super fun. This does silly and goofy Batman. I think this one's so fun. Okay. Um, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, oh, I think he's, he's a great guy. No, 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 no. Let me finish. 
I love Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor. I think he's a great actor. I think he seems like a pretty chill guy. A lot of his movies I enjoy. This movie made me want to throw him to a river of piranhas. This is I, a special performance. I, 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 no, 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 no. I, uh, it just, is his entire dialogue just ice puns? Yes. yes like, was he, was he given this script and he's just like, eh, ice puns, we need more ice puns. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck was any of this movie? Like, I'm going to go on a rant about this movie just in general. But what the fuck was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing with all these ice puns? Like, could we at least... Could we try to have some sort of a script? Like, Jesus! Like, like, I'm not even going off about like, the stupid Batman costume, the defined bat nips, how the camera focused on it, how Batman has a fucking Batman credit card. Like, I don't want to I don't want to even imagine the stupidity behind that. Like, I, I can imagine... There's going to be a short film that comes out regarding how Batman was able to get his own Batman credit card. I, I just, I, uh, I, I, I hated this movie. I hated so much about this movie. I thought Jim Carrey as the Riddler was a better villain than both of these villains. There, I said it. I don't know why Welling just listed off all the things that I love about this movie. Yeah, he just listed everything they were that bad. sounds freaking awesome to me. There was a <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to pound my head against a wall. And let me put this into perspective. My top four movies are Batman movies that I think are worked, uh, that work amazingly. What I'm used to, what I expect a Batman movie should be. So when I see these movies and see how much disrespect is given to the Batman character, it's it's uh, you couldn't be any more wrong here. Well, yeah, what do you mean? There disrespect? was zero disrespect given to Batman. This mean, movie yeah. respects Batman a whole awful lot. Why why are all these old Batman movies so focused on sexualization and yeah, half the movie was Poison Ivy trying to fake fuck both of them? But a key storyline in this movie was Batman and Robin hating on each other because they both thought that Poison Ivy wanted to fuck them instead of the other. Like minute, what? Yeah. Do you want me to give you a little? Uh, what is this? Let me give you a little sneak peek, Welling. Oh no! I put Batman and Robin higher than one of your top four. Oh no! That is how fucking great this movie is. What do you mean? This movie is so good. This movie, oh, this movie no. is no. hilarious. And oh, to be no. fair, to be fair, Tristan and I are kind no. of on the outliers here. This is by far. It's not even close to us. This is lower. Then Batman v Superman score wise on Letterboxd and some of the other yeah, sites but that's because people are stupid. They exactly, don't people people don't <laughs> exactly Tristan. People don't understand comedy. This is like Father Christmas is back. Welling hasn't seen it, but we discussed it last year for the podcast. It's like that, Tristan, where no one else appreciates true comedy except for us. We are the outliers once again, facing the people. Welling is here to tear us down. Uh, bat credit card, bat nipples. My favorite line of the whole movie is at the very beginning when they're about to fight, where they're about to get pizza with Alfred, and then they have to go fight crime. And Alfred goes, "I'll hold off on the pizza." I don't know why that got me so much, but Alfred was about to eat pizza with the boys. This movie is just a vibe. It is fucking hilarious. It's literally the two villains. The entire movie is just ice puns and sexual innuendos. That is the entire yes, movie, and it's perfect. And it's, it's hilarious. So funny. It is so good. This is way better than just two villains laughing the whole time because it is ice puns and it is sexual innuendo. Instead of two villains laughing the whole time, I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it the two villains. Yeah. 
Yeah, the two men giggling the whole time were me and Tristan during this whole rendition. Don't don't get me wrong, this movie made me laugh a lot. It is. But it made me laugh in the sense of like, what the hell were they thinking? This movie is so dumb. Yeah. That is yeah, why it's fucking that's great. That's what's so good about it. Yeah. Like, a lot of Batman movies take themselves very so seriously. So Welling agrees with us. This is great. Yeah, this film is terrible. I agree with you, yeah. but I think I know what my preferences yeah. for a Batman that's movie true. are. I love Look, Keanu. I love all Batman movies. And the serious ones are fantastic, but a lot of Batman movies are a little too serious. Way when too this seriously. is a billionaire philanthropist running around in a rubber suit with a bat symbol <laughs> on it, Stopping evil villain from freezing people—it's just—it's an inherently stupid concept for a superhero. It and, is, and, and this one makes fun of that, and it's goofy and fun and silly. And I think that's okay for superhero movies. And I think that's very okay for Batman movies. Arnold Schwarzenegger is making ice puns the whole time, but he's a frozen man who's trying to freeze the world for some reason. Of course, he's gonna make ice. Hilarious. I think you could have made a much better character development story out of. Uh, Mr. Freeze. They don't want just, I think we had a perfectly fine character development yeah. story, especially for super moves of the time. Our recommendation for super moves now are much greater than back then. Super moves back then were just goofy kids' movies. Yeah, and but at least you could try. In but in all fairness, I find he's a more developed character than Lanzar. At least he has a real heart and soul with his wife being frozen and him trying to do all this to save his wife. And he has made massive medical research advancements, and that's why Batman and Robin have to go and find him to get the information to save Alfred, right? He did have a character and a story arc, and there was actual some at least effort put behind humanizing him and his reasons for doing things and why he's so cold-hearted. It's actually because well, he had a very nice warm heart and he loved his wife, but then she got frozen and so did he. And they, uh, While dropping ice buns. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And they did it all cover in ice buns. Exactly. And they made it stupid and fun and not serious and, and had a lot of fun with itself. And the story isn't fantastic or anything revolutionary, but at least it's fucking something. Yeah, and you, they, gotta uh, have, you gotta have a story arc and you gotta say, what killed yeah. the dinosaur? The Ice Age! <laughs> Which is the greatest line in any Batman movie ever. That's fantastic. Uh, the Ice Age! I, I, I love this guy. This ice awesome. is nice. Yeah, and speaking so of... Uh, and speaking of uh, rubber sutristed, his rubber lips when he kissed Poison Ivy, that is Oh, I love comedy. that. It's oh so my good. god. He's brilliant. Of course that's how he stops it. First of all, he doesn't know how this works. He doesn't know if it's directly the lips itself or maybe the saliva. Like, you literally risked his life to do the rubber lip gag. Like, that's hilarious. It was brilliant. Uh, I back I back girl showing up in this one. I liked her introduction. This is the first time we get like a live action appearance for her, I believe, in a movie. And only time, I think, as of now. Which is she was the best on. character in this movie. You just say the best character in this movie and not mention yes. Mr. Freeze? Unbelievable. Correct. I've always liked Poison Ivy. And, and you know, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was blonde welling. Do you know who was a redhead? Poison Ivy. Yeah. Case Poison Ivy movie. was awesome. I think we need more live-action appearances. Of Poison Ivy was fucking awesome. And then no, the, we need more live-action appearances. Of and Batman and Robin were both fighting over her, and they were like both bidding on her at the auction. Hilarious. <laughs> This film's comedy. Because you don't even have that money. I'll borrow it from... <laughs> really? The way they talk is hilarious. Honestly, I think I'm too low on this movie. I've convinced myself. Yeah. I wanted to put this movie so much higher. Like, I want to put this movie one as, like, a highs, highs, but, like, Spider-Man 3. Because to me, I love them both in the same sort of ways, where I have, like, a weird history with both of them, and they're both sort of the reasons why I love these superheroes. And they're both traditionally hated, and I think they're hilariously amazing. 
Um, but I couldn't put this one as high as I put ba- Spider-Man 3, only because the other ones are so genuinely good. I didn't want to bump any of them down for what's sort of deemed as like a joke pick. Even I... like Batman and Robin. I'm I'm partially glad now that I didn't show up for the Spider-Man ranking because I have a feeling I would have destroyed Tristan for about 20 minutes. Oh, me and Quentin agree on Spider-Man three. Yeah, it would have been me and Tristan. It would have been the same as this baby. It would have been the two of us defending Spider-Man three. Yeah, well, you should have you should have been there. Spider-Man three. Well, actually, I love Spider-Man three forever. Spider-Man three is the reason. And the Batman Robin is the reason why I love that. Yeah, Spider-Man three is actually on a whole other level because it's hilarious, like Batman of Robin, and two. It's actually fucking amazing, so I don't give a fuck what Welling says. <laughs> well, so Batman and Robin. I think Batman and Robin. Yeah, well, honestly, I, I, think, uh, I think all the listeners wish Welling was there, because Spider-Man 3 made a pretty fucking high. Like, we need someone was to weigh it, it down. Three? It was top 5, for sure. Yeah, I think, um, it, was, I think it was number 4. Number oh, four. you're hurting my ears. Oh, it's... Spider-Man 3 is amazing. Yeah. You're hurting they, my uh, ears. And as far as, like, campy, goofy Batman movies go, Batman and Robin, I think, is the best. Besides, spoiler alert, Lego Batman, if you count that. But that's a little different because it's anime. No, uh, honestly, this is where I kind of have to step over the line here, Tristan. I, I think Batman 1966 was it was a better goofy time. Like, I had a better I time. Disagree. I disagree. Only, I don't know. I, if you like old movies and old cinema and like that very distinct style of comedy, which I do love, you're going to like Batman 1966 a lot. Um, but I think generally speaking... At least for my style of comedy, I think Batman and Robin. See, see, the thing is, both of them, you know, I I think we can all agree Lego Batman's the funniest of the three. Uh, Because these are definitely the three funniest. Uh, I don't think there's any question. I think people argue Batman forever, but I completely did. No, no, that movie's fucking, uh, I would rather kill myself than watch it again. That movie sucks. But uh, the other three are definitely, like, the three funniest. But for me, what makes Batman 66 way better, comedy-wise, than Batman and Robin is literally Batman 966. You say it slows down. Like maybe I maybe I take like a one minute break from not laughing, but I'm right back to fucking laughing, baby. Batman and Robin is still like over two hours. Like it, there's times where like I take a ten minute break of not laughing because we gotta like watch Alfred get sick for a bit and stuff. Like there's definitely moments where like we can calm down for a bit. Uh, Batman 1966 does not fucking slow down for a second. That movie is uh, a gut buster through and through. I, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I really... To be fair, I wonder... I think this is the same five jokes over and over again for the most part. Tristan, that is what's so fucking funny about it. Are you not listening to me? It's the same <laughs> fucking joke for 70 minutes, which is why it's so funny. It's the same fucking thing. Uh, I wonder if I'll like it as much on a rewatch. I was completely... I think away. that's probably my problem. I think like I was really enjoying it, and then like, oh, I feel like I've already seen all of it. <laughs> no, every time she said perfect, I laughed harder every time because they I couldn't believe they kept doing it. It was hilarious. I, I've convinced myself I, I was too low on Batman and Robin and 1966. They should have both been higher. That's the tough part. Like, what other movies are moving down? I know. All the I Batman know. movies are so good. That's the thing. I'm not even joking. Forever and Batman v Superman are the two fucking snoozers. The rest of this list is fucking awesome. Like, it's so tough movies. to rank the rest of the list because they're all so good. All right, so we can move on to the next movie here. I think we're all going to be on the same page, and it might be shorter because I don't know if we got much to talk about here. But at number seven, we have one of the only animated films on our list: oh. Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Oh. So Where do we have it ranked? Where do we all have it? So Tristan has it at nine. I have it at seven, and Welling has it at six. Yeah, I honestly I thought I was going to like this one more than I did, and I liked it. I didn't love it. 
I just feel like I've seen quite a few of the other, not all, but I've seen a good few of the other animated Batman movies that didn't make it to theaters. And I don't think this one's any better than a lot of the other animated Batman movies. Uh, this one's a perfectly good movie. I don't think it's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a short movie. You know, you 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 don't have to spend too much time on it. And you know, for for animated Batman, it was pretty all right. I I mean, I'm pretty sure I could. I pretty sure I saw the twist ending coming a mile away. But uh, or the twist reveal, I guess. Uh, do you know if uh, Batman: The Killing Joke has been made into any sort of? Yeah, it's a animated movie. I've seen it. It's quite good. I I feel like that one would be much better. Watch. You should watch Under the Red Hood. That's always been probably my favorite animated Batman movie. of the ones I've seen. I really like Under the Red Hood. Well, if we're talking about really great animated Batman films, because I watched three other films while doing this binge. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it, but The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and Part 2. Have you guys seen those? I haven't. Are they good? Part 1 is, is, is good. It's, it's fine. Part 2, they're separate, obviously, on the list, but it's my second favorite Batman film ever. Whoa. Oh, wow. It, wow. Like, it is fucking awesome. I, I fucking loved it. It was, it was good. Part 2. And what was the other one you watched? Uh, and and then Batman Beyond just for nostalgia reasons. It it's, it holds up, eh? Yeah, it, that's another great time. That, that, that's the, a great the animated time. Batman movies and the animated DC movies in general that go straight to they're good. They're not bad movies. They are very well done. Yeah, and and this film is good. It's at seven. It's it's in the middle because, like you said, Tris, I was ready to be blown away by this because this is one of the yeah. highest rated Batman. The hype for it, like the, the reviews yeah. are all so high. And everyone loves it, and I like it. It's most definitely yeah. good. But it's, it's not better than most Batman. Yeah, I'm completely with you, Tristan. I think this film is right? really, really good. But it didn't blow me the blow me away like I was expecting based off of... I like, think other story. people are actually surprised by how good it is because they go, oh, animated movie? It's not going to be good. Fine, I'll watch it. And they go, oh, wow, that was actually good. But then yeah. we had the opposite sort of reaction. Think, oh, everyone's talking about how great it is. It must be phenomenal. And it was good, but it wasn't phenomenal. And so we were just underwhelmed by it. Yeah, I think it was. I think underwhelmed is a fair statement. I was ready for this to be like one of the highest of the list. Yeah, like, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I was underwhelmed overall, yeah. only because of the hype. Mode. Yeah, I wonder if on a rewatch I'll appreciate it more because I do think it's a really well-made story. Uh, yeah, I'm sure more gonna rewatch on, it. Uh, I mean, it yeah. I'll probably will enjoy it more on a rewatch. Not that I didn't. Yeah, and I like that focus on Bruce Wayne. I feel like most Batman movies are Batman, yeah. obviously. I, I I would like to see a live-action movie focus more on Bruce Wayne. Well, yeah, that's kind of Batman Begins. Yeah, that's the closest. But that's obviously more so about Bruce Wayne's journey to become Batman yeah. rather than just focus on mm-hmm. who Bruce Wayne is the person outside of the cape of cowl. Anything else you want to say, Welling? You're the highest, only by a little. Uh, I mean, I think I was just the highest by default because you guys put the, the other movies. Because we like 66 and a. Uh... Batman and Robin Moore. Well, I like this more than 66, but I, uh, I like Batman and Robin Moore for sure. Yeah, it was it was a perfectly fine Batman movie. Yeah. Does right. it make you want to watch more animated Batman movies well? Because I think this is probably the only Batman team besides the other one, which is quite different. Yeah, I mean, uh, this animated Batman movie, I think it would it would entertain the idea of watching more, especially since, you know, 70-minute movie, which is, it, you know, something to kill the time. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you see it on, like, streaming service or something. Pretty easy ones to throw well, on. Uh, Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and Part 2 is on Crave. You know, just I'm for sure going to check this uh-huh. out. Yeah, let me know what you think, because um, obviously 
Heath Ledger is on a league of its own, uh, but it's the second best Joker I've seen by far. Is it Mark Hamill? No. Oh, okay, because I know he's a lot of the animated Jokers. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, Mark Hamill's in Batman Beyond, but no, it's, it's a different actor for Dark Knight. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting, because Mark Hamill's really good. I love Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Um, but, but he's more cartoonish. So this one yeah. is not. Okay. So we can All move right, on. What's the next one? Yes, we can move on to number six. And, you know, uh, we're halfway through the list. We are finally breaking into the Nolan trilogy. Because Oof. at number six, we have the final installment of the Nolan trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. So I have I this, one. this one. Yeah, so I, I think we all have this one, the lowest of the trilogy. So we're all kind yep. of on the same page in that aspect. I have it at nine, Tristan has it at six, and Alex has it at four. Even though I really, really like this movie. I think this movie is fantastic. Yes, okay. This movie is so good. It, again, you're, this is where it comes to the point where I prefer a lot of the Nolan movies and those style of movies, so this is where this kind of comes in. And The Dark Knight Rises is such a good movie. Bane is such an incredible villain. There is so much pop culture coming from Bane specifically in this movie. Tom Hardy absolutely crushed it. it, this, is the, it this, is his best, this is his best role in a movie, hands down. His Bane voice was was pretty perfect. His his voice oh. was his voice work was incredible. It's iconic. And Quentin was was dissing Anne Hathaway's Catwoman earlier. I, I think this. I, I think this is why Quentin might have had it so low is because of Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. How fucking who who does he think he is? Wait, why is this movie all the way at nine? Why is it all the way at nine for him? That's what I'm confused. That's about. way too low. I think way too low. Dark Knight Returns is so good. It's a good I movie. put it at six only because. That's how many fantastic Batman movies are. There's just too many good mm-hmm. ones. I just um, felt this... The only thing that I have against this movie is I felt this movie dragged on longer it's long. than it should it, It's too long. That, that, yes. that is the downside of this movie. It is too, too long. It and there's arguably on. not enough Batman in it. There's not that much Batman in it. He, he really doesn't feel like the central character too much. It is a very Bane focus. It tells his story a lot. Um, but it was a good choice to make it a Bane focused. Oh, Holy I... I I think it was fantastic. There's a lot of twists in this movie, a lot of reveals at the end that if you've seen it a hundred times by now or seen it a couple times by now, you know what they all are. But the very first time you see it, I kind of forgot how good they were because it's been a while since I've seen it. But last summer, me and my younger brother, Hayden, watched it for the first time. And it was his first time ever seeing it. And he had no idea any of the twists. And every single one blew his mind. Shocked to find out, spoiler alert here, that a um, the young police officer was Robin at the very end of the movie. He was shocked <laughs> to find out that Bane wasn't the son of Raja Ghul. You know, he was so shocked at all these twists, even though he knew that Talia Ghul was Raja Ghul's daughter. And he, his brain was blown when the twist came at the end. He, he, they, it, the surprises really hit hard the first time. We it is a, I, I love this movie. I think it's oh yeah. Fantastic. The big downside is it's long. Um, it's long and it is slow at parts. And I get that's 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 probably you know why Quinn has it so low. Where a lot of the other Batman movies are a little tighter, a little edited better, you know, a little faster paced in general. Yeah, but I loved it. It's it, one of those. It was fantastic. It and really that's why I have it at nine. Yeah, you hit yeah. it right there on the head there, Tristan. Because I think this is a good movie. I like this movie. Like I said, there's only two bad ones. This is not bad. I yeah. think it's a good film. The only reason why it just got bumped so freaking low and it went to number nine for me 
is this the most boring Batman film ever made? Like, this film's just a fucking snooze. Like, I would... It's I, not, yeah, it's not as fast-paced as It is a fucking drag, man. Holy shit. Like, they were like, well, they liked The Dark Knight, and that was longer than Batman Begins, so I guess we'll make this one longer. They'll like it then. Like, I don't know why, like, why did they make it so fucking long? They did not have that much to say. This movie is, like, you know, it had, like, one note, and that was uh, the people on the bottom are uh, the underdogs. We need to rebel against the, the capitalist society. Uh, they, they, that was a note that they beat for two and a half motherfucking hours. They beat that drum for a long fucking time. It was a good drum. I liked the tune, but you know, they could have beat that drum for an hour and a half. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, it is long and it does feel at length, yeah. but it's so good. It's good. It's, it, so, it's yeah. so much fun. And even though movie. the movie is an absolute snooze for most of it, uh, the, once again, it's Nolan. Uh, the cinematography is great. Like, like the visual aspect, the cinematic feel for it. Great action, great shots. Uh, like, the film is a blockbuster. Like, this is a movie, baby. Like, there's no denying it. Like, I enjoy well, this, it, but fuck. Like, you know. This was the end of a trilogy. It had to be big. And, and it uh, felt like an epic end to a trilogy. It felt like it. I I, th- I think it felt like a whimper. I felt like after the titular Dark Knight, I, I don't think this okay. movie held up the way. Okay, well, Dark Knight is recognized as one of the best movies ever made. I know. It's, it, it was, it's, yeah. it's like, it's impossible to top it. I know, yeah. It's, it's hard, hard to, to make a Mona Lisa, too. I know. No, I agree. I agree. But, I, like, you know, I walked, I saw this movie and the Dark Knight back-to-back. I saw Dark Knight in the morning, and then immediately I threw this one on, ready to go. I was pumped, man. I was like, that's that's like five cool. hours of Batman. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, it was. I mean, that's why I was so Batman. down on this movie because I, as soon as I, as soon as this movie started, like the first like fifteen minutes was good, right? Where uh, you know we had Gordon up there having to yeah. talk highly of Harvey Dent, and I was like, "Fuck, oh, yeah. let's go, baby!" You got the you, you got the plane hijacking, Dark Knight, oh. yeah, plane jacking, Gordon having to hype up Harvey Dent after the terrible things he did to his family. I was like, "Let's fucking go! This is a movie." And then those were the best 15 minutes of the whole fucking movie. I was like, oh, never mind. I, I guess we started really high because, uh, you know, the, the rest of the movie's like, it, it's a good film. But, you know, I felt like it, 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 it crumbled under the weight of how great the second one was. I felt like, yeah, I know Bane was good, but like, he could have been like the two-face of this movie. He could have been like the secondary villain. Like, he, he, he had one note. He was fun. I, they needed a really iconic, intense awesome villain and i felt like bane wasn't that for me I was well like, oh. they already used up their iconic intense villain well there's a lot that they had to use they didn't have a lot to pick i i questioned it but i think bane i think they really did a lot with the character i think this movie sort of pushed bane into a top tier you know batman villain they're themed as such yeah they did as much um, as they got one of my personal favorites but he is so well, especially the kind of bane we got from the 90s movie well that's the thing and i love the comparison i think it's hilarious uh, how there he wasn't even like a side villain. He was a side villain side. Yeah, hilarious. And here he is the main villain. But I, I, Tom, I think Tom Hardy did so much. I, I think he was a work, um, you know, rival for Batman as the main villain in the movie, and and having Catwoman as sort of an interesting character, and Talia Ghul as a sort of secondary villain at the end. There, spoiler alert for a eleven-year-old movie at this point. What do you guys think of the ending? It was a good send-off. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was a great send-off. I like the ending, but it was, like, too obvious. Perfect. Like, yeah, you would have... Was... I, I feel like you would have preferred if Batman actually had died. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. I would have liked that. But, like, 
here's the thing, okay? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I watch a lot of movies. But when Alfred gave him that little story, like, 30 minutes in, right? Where he was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know when you were good, I uh, sat at this coffee shop at, on a Friday at 10 a.m. every single fucking day or every single week, hoping to see, like, yeah. When he gave that spiel, I was like, okay, so I already know how this movie's gonna end because that is such a specific fucking but they, plot. And then they purposely make the movie super, super long, hoping you forget yes, about yes. it by the time it comes up at the end. Yeah, and literally when the, when the nuke blew up, I instantly, not, not even a second, did I go, oh, he must have died. I instantly was like, oh, we'll see him at the coffee shop. Don't worry, guys. We'll see him. Like, like no, no fucking doubt in my mind. Like, it was so fucking obvious. And I think it's because it was so fucking specific. Like, I showed up at Friday at 10 a.m. every single week. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why would he even be at some random coffee shop in Europe? Like, why the fuck would you think that? That makes no fucking sense. Why would he, sh- like, how does it even make any sense? Uh, Alfred's story was, like, so cheesy. To be fair, like, wh- like when it was the very last shot, I did sit there and go, you know what? That was a sweet ending. Like, that, that was fine. I get it was a silly setup, yeah. but it pays off nicely. Yeah, like, 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 exactly. And I agree. I think at the end of the movie, when the movie was over, I went, you know what? That was a cool ending. Like, that was cute. But man, when he did his little speech 30 minutes in, I was like, well, I might as well turn this fucker off. It, there's two hours left, but I don't even know what happens, right? Like, you know. Batman's gonna have coffee at the end. <laughs> you know, uh, to be fair, it sounds like I hate the movie. I don't. I, I think this movie's very fun. I, I had a good time. Robin? Wait, 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 was, was that a twist? I, I thought that was obvious. Hayden didn't see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought no, I think, I think that was because George and Gordon Levitt's uh, character was a new character for that movie. Yeah, so but I think soon it, was a... but like even have well, well the I guess movie. the big surprise was his name wasn't uh, like Dick Grayson or anything. He didn't have Robin's name. Yeah, but you think no one's gonna? He's so serious. You think he's gonna have Robin's name, Dick? No, uh, no one wouldn't do that. Well, there are other, you know, other Robins he could have picked. Better. I guess. I, I guess in that aspect, it was supposed to be a twist. But I thought it was as plain as day when, like, what forty-five minutes in, maybe an hour in, uh, Batman was talking to the Joseph Gordon Levitt's guy and was like, "Hey, you need to wear a mask if you're gonna fight crime." And he's like, oh, well, why do I need to wear a mask? I'm not afraid. And he's like, it's for your loved ones. And I was like, okay, well, he's Robin. He's literally telling him to be fucking Robin. I, I thought that was, like, the moment. Maybe it's because I did see this when it was out. So it, on this rewatch, it was, it was as clear as day, but maybe it's because I had that subconscious memory of what happened, so I'm not, I'm not too sure. And it's not like he ever, like, a, uh, wears any sort of costume or anything or does anything that would make him seem like Robin focused so much right like he wasn't some side character like he was the fourth main character of the movie like, like we got he a lot of camera important time. for sure yeah yeah so i thought that's why it was obvious that he was going to become robin like if he was like some side character that i but then again it would have had no payoff if some random guy showed up as robin so like yeah, once again exactly. similar to the coffee scene very obvious for me but at the end when that final shot happens i sat there and went yeah that's pretty cool like you know it pays off i guess and finally crack into our top five here. We have the interest on the same page once again, baby. Batman 1989. So Welling has this at number nine, and me and Tristan have it at number three. Yeah, Batman 1989 is just an all-around good Batman movie. It's not like a nice, well-rounded Batman movie. It's probably this one. It hits all the notes of a Batman movie. 
it feels almost to me the most Batman movie of a Batman movie we got, if that makes sense. It's it's to me if when I think of a classic Batman, I think of the Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson Joker going at it. And I've always liked this one. It's a fun movie. I, I was a big fan of this film. This is my first time ever seeing it, so this is like no nostalgia at all. This is the first time I've ever seen it, uh, and I, I just had a great trip with it. The Joker is great. Jack Nicholson is fucking amazing. Uh, the art like museum sequence is a fucking trip when they're just painting all the art. It's like it's goofy. This movie is a perfect blend of like dark, gritty, and camp. Like it, it is the perfect mix where like it's so goofy and wacky, but at the same time. It's just so much fun. I, I was just vibing. I think Jack Nicholson was great. Him killing his parents. Twist for me because it doesn't make any fucking sense. So it worked. I was pretty fucking surprised. And then he has like his weird phrase. What does he say to uh, Michael Keaton? Uh, when he reveals that who he is to him. Like I thought that was great. I, I, I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was super fun. It was pretty much all on Jack Nicholson's back. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, once again, another really, really great Joker performance. We got a couple of those, and another really, really great Batman performance by Michael Keaton. This one just, it's a really well-rounded Batman movie. It's serious and campy, you know, it's fun, but also tells a, you know, origin story of Batman. It's a, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. You had this one pretty low, well, and why were you, why were you, why were you down? Look, I'm gonna be honest, guys. The only thing that saved this movie for me was the fact that Jack Nicholson was the Joker. Because I, again, I had that thing where I fell asleep halfway through it. Uh, so I missed probably about 20 minutes of the movie. So it, from what I remember about watching the movie, and this is only a couple days ago, from what I remember about watching it, Jack Nicholson's Joker is easily iconic. It's one the best part of the movie. And I feel like if it wasn't for a certain Joker we're going to talk about later... Uh, this would still be regarded as probably the best Joker for the film. Yeah, also, yeah, another agree. super iconic thing about this movie that I love, though, the score. The score in this one's fantastic. Awesome. And the production great. design looks incredible in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Tim Burton's, Tim Burton's set and production is crazy. And it's good. And I feel like if I gave this movie another chance on a rewatch, it'd probably be much higher. But I only got the time to watch it once. And I think this still might be my favorite Batmobile. I really like the Batmobile. Mm, uh, I'm not sure about that, Chief. What's your favorite Batmobile? All of the Nolan ones. See, my issue with that one is that's just a tank. It doesn't look like and, a car. Yeah. Well, it's well, just a well, tank in the city. It's okay, not a okay, car. okay, okay, okay. And um, we'll get... I, I don't want to spoil anything, but the design of the newest Batmobile. It's in the I trailers also, and on the posters. Really like. I think it's okay. Well, no, there's specific things I like about it that are not in the trailers. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I do like that one a lot too. But I like this one more. That one just looks like a beefed up Mustang or something. You know, like an armored <laughs> out Mustang. Like this one looks like a, like a real unique, silly looking car that no one else has, but it looks like a car, just like a car that Batman would drive. The Batman car, the Batmobile. If we're going off of pure look, I'm with Tristan. I, I think this is the best looking Batmobile because it's so distinctive and so yeah. weirdly Batman. Oh, it's, we don't get like the best car chase um, in this one, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. Like the best scene oh, yeah. with the Batmobile. Uh, we'll, we'll no, get no. This isn't even like second. This is yeah. nowhere near the best scene with like bad car chase. Right. So we can move on to number four here, and that is going to be the Lego Batman. 
Number four. Hell yeah. Ooh, I yeah. love Lego. Mm-hmm. So this is where Welling is finally in agreement with someone. Hem and Tristan both have it at number five, and I have it at the correct spot at number four. Respect that. Yeah, hey, you know what? Bad. Yeah, that's that's respectable. Lego Batman's so good. It's hilarious. This it's surprising awesome. how good it is. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, uh, as much as I love 1966 and Batman and Robin, like, this is the funniest Batman film. This is a total trip. I love this movie. It's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Will Arnett plays a really, really good Batman. It's, 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 it's hilarious. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. And Zach Galifianakis as the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> Significantly better than Jared Leto's. All right, it was it was pretty damn good. Yeah, if only we had him in the ranking. We should have done best Joker. Best, we should do a Joker rank. That would be a fight. Yeah, well, well, the next Joker movie, well, we'll sit down and do the Joker ranking because yeah, that'll be fun. But I think the best part of this film, uh, you guys just mentioned Joker and Batman, but I actually think the first thirty minutes is the weakest part. It, it, you know, it, it gets it's a little slog to get you know by slog as in Lego Batman standard. It's like 50% funny. It's not like all the way up until Batman and Robin are together. Robin, Robin's, Robin's the look. Robin's the best. When those two are together, it is a fucking ride. When he is like, oh, everyone calls me dick, and he's like, kids can be cruel. Like, just fuck. <laughs> those two together are awesome. Spoiler, my favorite line of maybe every movie except for... What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Uh, this is, line. you know, yeah. Uh, the second best line in any Batman movie. I paused the movie and just fucking laughed for like a minute straight. I don't know why it was so funny to me. But when Dick Grayson was like, oh, I think I need a superhero name. My name is going to be Robin. And then Batman is like, as in like the bird. And then Robin goes, yeah. And my catchphrase is tweet tweet on the street. <laughs> what the f- that- it was just so fucking absurd. It was fucking amazing. I literally just fucking died. Tweet, tweet on the street. And then Batman goes, that's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> Those two together are fucking hilarious. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. This whole movie's fucking great. But easily the best part is the fact that, like, Robin is so fucking gay and weird. And Batman is so fucking, like serious and like egotistically full of himself like the two of them together are so fucking perfect i love them so yeah it is a very it's a great chemistry between the two perfect that's not even the best best part of the movie the best part of the movie is there being an actual clay face yeah the only the only theatrical appearance of batman yeah now the only one with uh with clay face and it's at number four so i think what percentage wise Clayface uh, is the best, right? He's, he's at number four. I feel like every other villain, uh, you know, they, they, some of them end up being in some stinker movies, and so that puts Clayface at the top, baby. <laughs> uh, nope, there's one other with a better record then. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Raja Ghoul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got you there. And if Clayface was in the Batman, uh, it would have been an even higher uh, percentage. Like, come on, guys. Uh, Clayface <laughs> is where it's at. They really should have put him in there. Pretty, pretty rude that they didn't. really was. Uh, but yeah, th- honestly, there's really not much to say about the Batman. I don't know if you guys have got anything else to say. But like, this film is just genuinely hilarious. 
Tweet Tweet on the Street is the greatest line in cinema. It's very funny. If you like the Lego movie and that kind of, particularly the Batman segment, you're going to love this movie. This movie's hilarious. And I'd say, yeah, the second of the Lego movies, and I think arguably the best one. Is this or the first Lego movie? They're both so I would say the original Lego movie is slightly better, but this one's close, close competition. This film is great. The original Lego movie had that human element to it that just gave it a little bit of an extra spice. Well, this movie had Robin, and that was all the spice I needed, baby. <laughs> I like how he put the outfit on. He was like, eh, it's a little tight, just rips the pants off, so he's walking around in, like, underwear. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The second uh, appearance of Batgirl in a, uh, a theatrical movie. The only other one. She was okay. I don't think Robin had a single stinker of a line. Every line he said was gold in this movie. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> Do you uh, think we need more live action appear- or theatrical appearances of Robin? Do you think Robin's going to be in more Batman movies? I don't need him to be in anymore. Uh, he was good in this, and honestly... Oh, yes, he's in five. He's in five of them. Spoiler, I think Robin kind of sucks in every other movie he's in. I think Robin's kind of lame. He's only good in Lego Batman. Only good. He's good in Batman and Robin. What are you talking about? Do you see that rubber actually, lips? Actually, that's rubber true. Lips I take it back. The rubber lips. <laughs> How could I forget so quickly? And then when he bids on Poison Ivy, and he's like, what yeah. money do you have? He's like, I'll just take it from you. <laughs> like, Brilliant. That's a, that's a Robin move right there. How soon could I forget? Man. I like how this turned back into a Batman and Robin discussion. Let's just talk about that movie for another hour. I think all Batman movies lead to Batman. I think so. Mostly because they're right, oh, number three. Top three, baby. All right. Top three. We got top three here. And, you know, uh, we're, we're pretty much past all the campy, goofy movies. We're not going to make dead serious guys with these final Super serious from here on out. Right, Good. Lots of agreements. Uh, nice and professional here. But at number three, we have Batman Begins. And so I have it at number six, Tristan has it at number four, and Welling has it at number three. Batman Begins, of course, the first in the Nolan trilogy. It's just a really great origin story for Batman. A really, oh, 100%. Probably like the definitive origin story for Batman. I feel like we really don't need another Batman origin movie after this one. We kind of got it done here. It, it, it really just crushes the entire origin of Batman and a... Uh, you know, from start to finish, how he became the, the the Dark Knight, and it does a really, really great job. Of it. And it's a it's a fantastic, very well made movie. As always with the Nolan movies, cinematography and production design, and everything is super top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this one a lot. This one, this one is a uh, it's a really good origin story for Batman. And I feel like with the with the Nolan trilogy specifically. He does not cast a bad villain, unless you're Quentin thinking of Anne Hathaway, which, is she really a villain? We're not sure about that. But, it wasn't um, really in that movie, at least. Yeah. No, in, in Batman Begin, you have Liam Neeson playing Raj Al Ghul. What a great casting choice that was. I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I've seen Liam Neeson in a bad movie at all. Well, no, sorry, sorry. I've seen Liam Neeson in bad movies, but they weren't bad because of Liam Neeson. Has Liam Neeson ever been bad in a movie? I've only seen this one on the Taken movies, maybe a couple, but I do like him. Seen him. Oh, he's a fantastic actor, and this this just this was the I think this was the perfect casting for the character. 
I felt like he knocked his performance out of the ballpark. I feel like uh, this movie was, as you said, a great introduction into the uh, Batman story. I think it's the best origin story out of any Batman movie. So, uh, yeah, no, this one's a this one's a real good starter to what ended up being a a, a really solid three movies. Yeah, I'm not really a big Liam Neeson fan, but to be fair, he's not really a big Quentin fan. He uh, doesn't really do movies I like, so, you know, that, that's really... He know. mostly is, like, just straight action movies. Yeah. Most of the stuff is just pure action movies. Scarecrow, he was also fantastic. Oh, yeah, awesome, fantastic. Like I said, and, I don't think... And Scarecrow was so cool in this movie. I think this was the only... I guess Scarecrow was another one who beats Clayface for villains with records here. Not for you guys, not for me. And for us, and not for you. <laughs> but Scarecrow was fantastic in this movie. I thought it was a really cool interpretation of Scarecrow. A trying to be a maybe slightly more realistic interpretation of Scarecrow, yeah. if you can really have a realistic interpretation of Scarecrow. I thought he was a really cool. Um, the mask, everything looked, looked super cool. And they, um, him and Raja cool together, I thought they're both sort of like C or D less Batman villains that most people don't really know too much of. And I think they did a lot with them and, and did a lot with them together, I think. Yeah, I actually liked the interpretation of Scarecrow a lot. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. I just wished... I think the nightmare sequences in this film was, like, kind of whatever, where it was just, like, quick cuts of bats, and that's it. Like, I think my probably my only beef with this movie is how cool Scarecrow is and how well-developed it is in the story of Batman facing his fears and having to then face against Scarecrow. Like, that's a great character for an origin story for Batman. I completely agree with you guys. that This is a great Batman origin story. And I think Scarecrow just needed that little push for me, for me to, like, really love this character. Considering this is Nolan, guys. And maybe I'm just thinking of Spider-Man Far From Home and how I said to Tristan... I was going to say this. Yeah, the, the I was about to bring that up, too. With I, was about to, I, was about to, I was about to bring this yeah, up. How the best scene of that movie is, well, no question about it, it's like really the only good scene of that movie, is the nightmare sequence with Mysterio. And considering this is Nolan, like the, he is a man that could do this. He did Inception, yeah. which would have that visual aspect of Inception. All Scarecrow needed was for the nightmare sequence to have that wow factor. He could have made that nightmare sequence fucking terrifying and fucking incredible and it was kind of like the nightmare sequence directing style you would expect from like a mediocre director and it was one of the worst parts of the film and considering this is nolan and how great he is and obviously we fucking love nolan uh, i i was i, I kind of walked away from the movie just thinking man this could have been a top three movie for me like i got i, I have it at six because i like the movie but it didn't have that thing that made me love it. And I think uh, the nightmare sequence is what it needed. It needed to have that fucking moment. And it, it, it didn't was, have it. I agree with you. They, there was a bit of potential. It could have been better. You know? yeah. It wasn't bad. It was still a great scene. But it yeah. could have been. The potential there. To ha- you could have gone off the rails. Right? Yeah. I did, yeah. Really pushed uh, the boundaries with it. But they, and they, they, they uh, played a little. I was about to drop that Spider-Man far from home bomb and blow your mind. But apparently you did it yourself. <laughs> Yeah, he already blew his own mind there. Well. <laughs> <sighs> and, and this just... is an earlier Nolan, right? So maybe if this was, like, maybe if Scarecrow was in The Dark Knight Rises instead of Bane, like, at that point in his career, he probably would have had, like, that great moment. I think he would have pushed it a lot yeah. more, for sure. Yeah, this is his first Batman movie. He, it was a little safe. And I am going to assume since this was his first Batman movie. I don't know if Warner Brothers was 
Yeah, did he have as much creative control as he would now? That's a good question. I'm not. I doubt sure. as much as he would now, but now right. he could do whatever. Yeah, yeah definitely not as much now. But like, what, like, did they maybe tell him to just play it safe with the Batman Nightmare? No, sequence? but it also could have been a budget constraint at that point too. I That's doubt fair. they would give him unlimited money like they did now, basically, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's hard to just complain about what ifs, but, man. I thought the nightmare sequence was extremely underwhelming, and I thought that should have been the best part of the film. Like, that's where, like, a movie can shine. But as a whole, I have it at six. I think this film is great. I, I agree with Tristan. Uh, for an origin story about the birth of Batman, uh, this is probably the definitive version. Like, this is Yeah, I, I hope they don't do it again. They don't no. need to do it again. No. We got it locked and done. Yeah, it's it, been it, it is really good. Yeah, it's been it's as good as I. Th- I don't know how you can make a better origin story. All right, so we can move on to number two here. And I don't know if anyone's been keeping track. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's been keeping track, but the top two is is all of our top two. Yeah, I think it's oh, obvious shit. one and two. I think I think it's an obvious. I think it's one. obvious too. Yeah, uh, and it's so obvious, in fact, that we're all on the same page. Uh, at number okay. two, we have the newest film that just came out a few days ago. The Batman, which I have it too. Welling has it at two, and Tristan has it at two. Well, it's fucking phenomenal. It is. Yes. I, I, I didn't think that you would ever get a movie like this close to being as good as Batman. You know what I mean? Like, Batman already had one. Now they have a second, just absolute, like, masterpiece. It was phenomenal. Yeah. This film's amazing. This is, this is what I want from a blockbuster. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. This, this is the. We're now in that perfect age of movie where bringing in a villain like the Riddler works, and it works so well. This was a, this is an incredible movie, um, you know. And I think I think it's finally about time that people stop uh, hating on my boy R. Pat for being in Twilight, because uh, yeah, this is the kind of movie that will uh, change opinions. They should I have think. never hated him for that to begin with. He was great in this, and he was even better in this one. It was incredible. <laughs> Oh, my God. There was so much to like about this movie. And the fact that they use Riddler, you can go so many different directions with Riddler in a movie like this. Just the amount of, like, you have so much creative ability with a character like the Riddler where you can take a uh, a movie story. And the way that they did it was, um, was quite phenomenal. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, so for those listening, we're not going to get into spoilers just yet. Uh, we'll really just give you know, brief thoughts like what we're doing right now. The, the film is just, if you haven't already seen it, uh, you should go watch this. Uh, for, for me, I don't know if you guys saw my post on Instagram. Like, this is, I think, my favorite blockbuster I've seen in three or four years. I, I, man, the action sequences were incredible. The mystery to it was incredible. The look of the film was great. Every performance was just absolutely fantastic. Like, I, I don't think there was a single role that I was that, that thought was kind of a snoozer. I thought the Penguin was a fantastic version of the penguin where he's kind of just like this guy running a club. Like I thought he was great. Catwoman's awesome. Batman's great. The Riddler is fantastic. Everyone performed exactly how they should. Even Gordon, I guess he wasn't commissioner yet. Right. But even Gordon, I thought he was the best Gordon we've had. I know that might be a hot take because people really like uh, Gary Oldman in the dark Knight films. I, I I love this version of, I really liked both Gordons. This Gordon was fantastic. 
This was probably the most important Gordon we've had. Yes. He seems to be the most in this one. He was a real mm-hmm. the second main character. He was in it a lot. Yeah, and I think that's why yeah. I really liked him. He was so yeah. he was a perfect side character for Batman, how he really was the one good cop that we could trust on this journey. Like he was he was like the second hero, and I thought that was great. And that's always that's always sort of been the story with all bad cops except for Gordon. I think this movie does that one showed that really well to the audience. So it did it did Gordon's character a lot of justice. He was awesome. I I think the penguin might have been my favorite character. Like what a fucking sleeper pick. I was not I really... love how they did the penguins. The penguin yeah. wasn't really even like he very much was sort of just this mob boss kind of character. He was Yeah. I'm trying to get into the spoilers here, but he wasn't like a main antagonist at all. He's very more of an independent. He did what was best for him. He wasn't out to get Batman or destroy Batman. No. He was just looking out for himself a hundred he was this mob boss who didn't give a fuck. And I think this movie also did a uh, sort of side Batman characters who have appeared in other Batman movies, particularly the Dark Knight trilogy. A um, Falcone and Mulroney. Mulroney never actually seen in this one, but talked a lot. And Falcone, of course, is a decent, important character in this one. I think they, they introduced them really well. So the crime bosses of Gotham City, which if you read the comic books or I've seen all the other movies and pay attention to the background characters in them, they are important mob bosses and crime bosses of Gotham City. And this was really more less than a Batman movie. It's more like a, a gritty crime thriller set in Gotham City. Yeah. And using yes, all the listen. characters in Gotham City for this gritty crime th- thriller that set in. And it was fantastic. Yes. It is a, um, uh, it is like a, uh, it is a noir film, like a noir superhero film in a way. Uh, this is, uh, this is not your usual Batman movie. It is like a true detective kind of movie. I don't even know if saying the penguin is a spoiler because right? I didn't actually really. He's in all the posters, okay. so I, I knew he was in it. You know, that's the penguin. I guess like the Riddler would be more of a you know he he didn't look like the Riddler poster. He looked a little different. Yeah. Penguin. Was- um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought the film was just so much fun. Like, it was it was ripping. Uh, the score was amazing. The cinematography, fucking awesome. Like man, I showed Tristan uh, one of the shots that, that I saw on Twitter. Uh, well, that same shot, shot when we were walking up the theaters, I'm like, Hayden, easily best shot in the movie. And I said that exact thought when we were walking out. And me and Hayden were both talking about how great that shot was and how awesome it was. Like, it's I already so loved that shot. I, that was my oh. favorite part of the movie, too, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Have the single best car chase scene in a Batman movie. Oh. Yeah. It was Dude, so no good. Was, no and there's some great car chase scenes in Batman movies. And so it's saying a lot to say this is the best. This one was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, I do want to quickly just uh, lead into spoilers here for a second, or you guys got anything uh, else to say to convince people uh, to watch this? Oh, oh they've I already will. watched. They'll watch it. It's yeah, they'll watch it. But if we're if we're gonna talk about, um, are we doing spoilers now? Or okay, yeah. So anybody listening, if you don't want to get spoiled, if you haven't checked it out yet, you know, pause the podcast, go watch it right now, get your tickets. I mean, it's obvious what the number one movie is at this point. You already know yeah. the number one movie. Or, 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 or you can skip like 10 minutes if you want us to discuss The Dark Knight. But exactly. You know what's going on. Go watch the movie first. Come back and, and you know, and enjoy your time there. But yeah, let's quickly get into spoiler. So we can talk about the best shot in the movie. Easily the best shot in the movie. The very end of the car chase. Yeah. When, when Penguin's car flips over and you see the Batman walking up from behind the Batmobile and the flames... But of course, Penguin's upside down, so the camera angle is upside down. Yeah, and, and I mean, that, yeah, and that shot was in the trailer, so. Oh, okay. Not, and he looked like a fucking badass. I don't watch the trailer. Oh, incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that uh, that shot's incredible. It'll be interesting to see how the Joker plays in with the Penguin as main villains for coming movie. Yes, the Joker is very briefly at the end of this movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now we're in spoiler territory. Uh, let, let me tell you why uh, this film isn't like, you know, not, not even close to Dark Knight level. Uh, okay. I don't need to see the fucking Joker anymore. I just watched 15 <laughs> Batman movies. All no, right? I, I agree. I, even before this meeting, we're talking about who we wanted to see. I'm done. Yeah, I'm with you guys. And we, we, neither, we're both like, I hope it's not the Joker. I hope they do something. Like, like, I really wanted to see someone new, whether it be Clayface is easily number one choice. Even like a man bat would be cool. We've never seen an interpretation of him live screen. You know, I mean, like something like that, someone different, unique, even another Mr. Freeze in a more serious tone would be cool. There's so many awesome picks that a, uh, I love the Joker. The Joker's so freaking cool, but I don't need him again. I would love another Poison Ivy. That's probably what my personal pick would be, another Poison Ivy. Yeah. I would probably buy number one, even that or play for uh, number one. Yeah, I've seen 15 I mean, Batman movies now, and I think a, the Joker was in 10 of them. Like, like he's, Joker, in, he's in too much. Joker's like, in mode. He's I've in seen, a little too many. Literally, I've seen too much of him. I do not need to see him again. I've seen every iteration I can possibly imagine of the Joker. I, if he's in the second Batman movie, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not watching that opening night. Like, I, I instantly don't care as much anymore. I really don't. I, I don't need to see him anymore. I, I'm officially off the Joker train. It was a great train ride while it lasted. I, I had a great time. I love you, Joker. Um, but like Tristan said, I need I, Clayface. I think Mr. Freeze would be really great in this style. I think uh, Two-Face, you know, we've seen quite a bit of him, but uh, he worked really well in The Dark Knight. I think in the style of the Riddler, right, where like it's so focused, this movie was very Batman focused. The villains were very much secondary characters. The Riddler, Catwoman, Penguin, they were secondary to Batman. And I think Two-Face would work well for that as well, where it's very grounded. He just flips a coin and shoots people. It's chaotic, kind of like the Riddler. I think that is where they should go for Batman too. Like something grounded and creepy, but it's mostly about Batman again. That That's where it should be at. I don't think the Joker works. I, I, I've i seen enough of him. I'm done. Yeah, I, I, I can agree. I think Joker's been here way too much, and I feel like uh, the last Joker movie we had was probably the best way you could leave a character off. But I think my personal gripe with this, not to do with the Joker, because the Joker was more put in there as a shock and awe, it's a setup. What my personal gripe with this movie is, you casted such a good actor to be Alfred, and very underutilized in the movie. I felt like um, they could have really uh, used him a whole lot more in this movie, especially with the talent that they brought for that character. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked Alfred. I thought he was utilized well enough in this one. Most because this story just wasn't focused on Alfred's relationship. And there have been other movies that focused on their relationship than this one did. And there, he was more of a tertiary character in this one. He wasn't super important. Like, uh, there were a lot of other more important secondary characters in Alfred. Yeah, I, I understand really that. happened that we got, you know, Commissioner Gordon being way more important. Catwoman yeah, being way more I, important. I understand than, that. Than Alfred being, being, only because we've seen Alfred be that sort of support for batman a lot before so i'm happy we got catwoman commissioner gordon sort of jump in and fill that kind of support role for Batman. i understand that and i completely agree i felt like leaving alfred as a side character not relatively used as much was a good choice but i feel like if you're gonna go out and get an actor as high profile as that to play that role such a good pick for that role i was expecting more out of it that's what well, i'm thinking maybe because they're expecting him to come back in future movies maybe there will be someone who does come more important in another film. 
So, you know, they want to, you know, it's a good idea to get. Yeah, I get I, what Welling's saying about how, like, he is a really good actor. And I agree with Tristan. I think, yeah, let's use him for Batman too. Like, you know, it's just yeah, great to have yeah, him there. Yeah. Because I didn't once think in this entire movie, man, I wish I got to see more of. That's Alfred. all. I didn't really notice a lack of Alfred myself. Yeah, like I, 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 I see like it now. Character. I have no complaints on Alfred. Yeah, I can see it now that Welling pointed out, but I never once, for a second, walked out of that theater and thought, "Man, I really wish I saw more of Alfred." And the only time I thought that was Batman and Robin because he was going to hold off on the pizza. That's the only time. <laughs> I'm like, really... man, I wish he would have had that pizza. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they didn't have pizza at the end. Where's Alfred and the pizza? Um, well, that and then Batman and Robin, Alfred started dying. Yeah, Alfred was the beating heart of that movie. <laughs> yeah, Alfred and the, uh, Mr. Freeze's wife. Yeah. Once oh, again, well, back to Batman and Robin. Yeah. All her, Batman her heart wasn't Batman really beating. It was kind of frozen. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, uh, God. But, you know, uh, going back to this movie, because uh, I think that's what people want us to talk about, I think that the best part with alfred and i mentioned this to welling i literally I, I i try not to talk to him in the movie but i just had to let him know like the the death or the supposed death of alfred of when the letter blew up and was supposed to kill you know quote unquote bruce wayne man the editing of that scene was fucking awesome yes. we yes, thought he great. was dead or sorry you thought bruce wayne slash batman was going to come and rescue him the phone was ringing the phone is ringing while he's reading the letter and you think that he actually has a chance to save him. You think there's a moment that he can actually save him. And then the edit of the, the maid picks it up and goes, you're too late. It happened an hour ago. That was so... Oh, that was yeah. yeah. It that being was a phone bomb. bomb. Yeah, that's Holy insane. Fuck. I leaned into well and I was like, what a fucking scene. Yeah, he did. It was great. I, did, I tried not to do as much talking either. I think I made one joke at the beginning, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, I no, that was a that was a great. Oh, I made I made I made a rear window joke. That was funny, but uh, yeah, because I know the, the windows at the beginning. Yeah, that was good. I oh, was like, man. no way, a three hour movie uh, replacement of rear window. <laughs> but you know, rear window Wait. was great. I, I would have, I literally, I could have watched Batman look into windows the whole movie. That would have been fine. Maybe there'll be Batman yeah. too. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, 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 yeah, Alfred no. walks walking through the windows more. Because to be fair, Rear Window is a detective movie, and this movie was a, de- a detective movie too. It could have worked. I agree. Correct, absolutely. And, but and I feel this like... one, the one thing I knew about going into this one was how they said they were probably doing the detective aspect of Batman more. This was the ones I've too too much of because he is known as the world's greatest detective, and I think that would absolutely did this movie did that justice. He really was a great detective in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when all the other actual detectives on the police force were doing check all, except of course Jim Gordon. And so Jim Gordon and Batman were the two that had to try to solve this massive case, you know, corrupting Gotham City. And they, uh, it really was like a detective film, first and foremost, and a superhero movie second. And I love, yeah, uh, I love the... all of the twists and trying to figure out the riddles or predicting what's going to happen next. Uh, yeah, they... there was there was next to no way to predict how the movie would turn into the uh climactic ending that it did um which i like i like a movie yeah that yeah le- if I le- that'd be pretty disappointing like there was no hint at it there was like no maps in the background or uh I mean, no sure there's a lot more easter eggs in the background than we picked up on yeah, well, yeah but, sure. uh, but no, I, I love when a movie doesn't give any sort of hits, hints to what the ending is actually going to be and then completely flips it around on you. 
Like that's that was a that was a great ending. I I truly truly thought that was one of the best endings to an to a Batman movie. Oh okay. Because I for me the last thirty minutes is the worst part. I think I think the reveal for me personally was kind of when the ball was dropped a little. Like, you know I still love this film. It's number two, and I think the entire buildup of what this mystery is, and then I think the the very climax of the film is when he finally meets the Riddler, uh, in obviously the jail cell, and he's yelling at him, and he's like. Wait, you're not as smart as I thought you were. I, I I overestimated you, Batman. You didn't get the clues. You didn't see the piece of the pie. And then Batman was like, "Shit, what the fuck's gonna happen? I gotta go. Like, like I, I need to fucking go. Like, figure this out." And he like runs out. And that was like the peak of the movie. And I was waiting for then the next scene where the, he like he goes into the room and all the like I kind of disagree with Welling. We're like, I love it when a movie tell like tells you what's about to happen but you don't know it's telling you what's about to happen so then you get that wow moment like holy fuck how did i not see this coming this is fucking crazy and like welling said it was just so out of left field that there was absolutely no riddle or like piece for us to put together as an audience member I'm yeah sure i think i was hoping to be a little a but it's so fucking random that there's like no clues to it okay okay here's what i liked about it uh, I liked the very like the first two parts of the movie. It it brought a bit of like Christopher Reeve. This is Christopher Reeve's vision, and then that last part of the movie, the climax part of the movie, it reminded me so much of a Nolan Batman movie. And I love the Nolan Batman movies, so I felt like it was a perfect combination of the two, where it just fits so well together. That's that was my thing with it. See, when he went back to the Riddler's place and he looked at all, and he was picking up the different pieces of evidence, right, of all the different clues we've gotten beforehand, I was like, okay, this is it, baby. He's going to start taking all this stuff, start putting this bad boy together. But then he he picked up one of them and they're like, oh yeah, that like removes carpet. And he was like, oh wait. And then they removed the carpet. It was just a map of his master plan. Like that, like the whole point was, riddles was for us to solve this and he like he just had to rip a carpet that i don't know i thought for some reason like they had all this buildup of all these clues and then they just went hey you just rip the carpet out like you know it was like a little kind of like really that was the riddle like that's not really a riddle that's just taking a carpet out like you know you didn't really solve anything he didn't use his detective work so i thought you know i thought him getting to that map in like the final clue was like super lame but they're like well i guess we got to quickly get to the action stuff so you know i thought the last 30 minutes was kind of you know whatever but you know it doesn't take away from the fact that this whole movie was like a visual spectacle every performance was awesome the movie's just great uh i think they kind of j- i think they had like, they had all these fun little like riddles that they had throughout the whole time and then they went to the end they're like fuck we didn't think of what the and riddle is i guess we'll just take a carpet off and call it a day like you know it felt like they kind of just rushed the end idea oh that's fair i can see where you're coming from but i mean it, overall this just this isn't a bad movie there's no. a reason it's number two. Oh, oh it's a phenomenal movie yeah, it's an absolute masterpiece yeah no, the, the it's very very it's fucking fantastic if if one of the batman movies wasn't my favorite movie this would probably be number one yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is this is still no taken away from it. Like an absolutely incredible film. Uh, did you did you kind of agree with me that just on the final clue, or did you like the uh, ripping of the carpet? Or do you think that worked with the story? Well, I mean, it wasn't like all the hints we were getting were leading towards one big answer. It was like you get a clue, and that hint will lead you, lead you to the next clue, and so on and so forth. So it didn't really feel like there were all the pieces were going to come together at once and be one big reveal. There's a bunch of little reveals 
leading towards the final reveal. But I do agree that the final reveal um, wasn't as difficult to figure out as maybe it should have been. It wasn't the hardest of all the puzzles to figure out. It was, I agree, probably one of the easier puzzles to figure out. Um, And so that, I guess, was a little lackluster. But it didn't ruin anything for me or wreck the movie by any means. I was watching it and I think, oh, well, that sucks. You know, I didn't think, oh, whatever. I I didn't even think about that. I was cool. I kept watching. I enjoyed it. It it didn't ruin or wreck anything for me by any means. I thought the movie was phenomenal. I think this is, you know, a near perfect film in my mind. Yeah, and I didn't sit there and thought, oh, well, that sucks. I kind of sat there and thought, that's it? They just ripped a carpet off? <laughs> you know, I, I agree that it was like the least complicated riddle because it wasn't really a riddle. It was just, you know, taking a carpet off. And in the, the riddle, it was like, you didn't guess it? Wait, what? You didn't rip the carpet off? Like, I don't know what, like, uh, I don't know what you were wanting him to do there, Riddler. Like, it wasn't like it was some big clue that we were all missing there. He just ripped the walls apart. I'm sorry. And I, and the riddler made it sound like it was this big clue that he was missing that we all couldn't see. But, you know, I mean, it, it was, did it did lead to my favorite part of the movie where Paul Dano's just jerking off at his prison window when he sees the bombs oh, going off. Incredible. I was fucking <laughs> dying when he was going boom with like the explosions. Like Paul Dano's <laughs> awesome. Paul Dano looks fucking awesome in this movie. And that, that, that really goes for everyone. Every performance in this movie was fantastic. Yeah, the performances were top notch. Not a single one was bad. No, there wasn't a great. single miss. I agree. Yeah, overall. Uh, an absolutely incredible film. An absolutely amazing blockbuster. I had a really fun time. I'll revisit this as soon as it's uh, on streaming or something. Like I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was a really good time. Oh, absolutely. Got anything else to say about the brand new film, The Batman? No. I guess we can go on to what is the best of the Batman. Yeah, we can yep. go on to the best of the Batman films. I think almost everyone can agree with this one. At number one, we have The Dark Knight, which uh, all three of us have at number one as well. A, a unanimous agreement here. And you know what? I'm going to make Tristan very pissed off here. It's the best Batman movie, and it's not even because of Batman, because it has the best Joker ever put to film. I agree with you completely. Yeah. yeah oh, I thought we were going to have a little back and forth between Joaquin Phoenix. No, oh, I love Joaquin Phoenix's performance in The Joker. I love The Joker. But The Dark Knight is my favorite movie of all time, you know, for years now. And largely because of Heath Ledger's Joker. I think it's very impressive how many great Batmans we've had, and I think it's even more impressive how many absolutely outstanding Jokers we've had. We've had two, you know, like once in a lifetime performances for the Joker, as far as I'm concerned. And that's very impressive. They were both so good performances. But Heath Ledger takes the cake for me. I love Heath Ledger's Joker. Absolutely love it. I, I do think in this movie that the Harvey Dent, I, I think a, um, Aaron Eckhart's Harvey, Harvey Dent gets a little sleep on. It gets a little overshadowed because of Heath Ledger's Joker so good. But Aaron Eckhart is phenomenal as Harvey Dent in this movie. And I love him in it. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, the two villains are the standouts for me. Uh, Christian Bale is kind of uh, whatever Batman. I think he's a very good Batman. He's very good. Um, but when I walk away from this film, every time I watch it, I walk away going, Two-Face and Joker, fucking great. Like, they, they're, every time I walk away, mm-hmm. I'm talking about those two. They are both incredible. I love both of their performances. Uh, every time they're on screen, I'm just eating it up. Uh, but really goes to show how perfect this film is like this film is what two hours and 20 something minutes or maybe almost two hours and 30 minutes really uh and really i don't think there is a single moment where i'm like eh, bit of a slog here except for i guess maybe like similar to the batman i think like the third act 
it's like a little dragged down with like the two boat storyline. Um, but really, yeah, like if, if any scene feels yeah. a little, eh, it would be the two boat scene, and that's saying a lot. The two boat scene is pretty fucking good. Yeah, if the two boat scene was in Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises, it'd be the best scene of the movie. Like it's still a great scene, but in comparison to the rest of this movie. I, you know, it's not on the same caliber, but maybe it's because we don't have either, like, the titular villains doing crazy shit, like always, so that may be the reason why, but <laughs> it's a great movie. I, I think oh, yeah. everything about this film is so much fun. Oh, yeah, it, 100%. It really is a near-perfect movie. I don't know what more you could do to better. Uh, it, it's got everything is, is so top-notch. The performances, the action, the special effects, the characters, the plot, everything was, was very, very well, well done. It is the quintessential superhero movie. It is the quintessential Batman movie. It is so good. If you like action movies, you got this. Everyone's already seen it. If you haven't already seen this one, I'll tell you. And if you have oh, seen yeah. it, go watch it again. It's been too long. It's yeah, so I, got, I got to watch this again. It's real good. Um, but, you know, there's a reason, like, when, when people learn how to act and learn about character study and, um, and learn about, like, understanding your characters, uh, there's a reason why this movie is brought up is because not only did Heath Ledger play such a great Joker, Heath Ledger himself as an actor is such a good character study uh, to watch how he prepared for his role as Joker, how he performed his role of Joker on set. It's it's just an incredible all around performance by Heath Ledger. It's well it's well deserving all the accolades he got and. It's it's such a shame what happened afterwards because I feel like Keith Ledger would probably had such a more successful acting career after this movie, hundred percent. Well, he would have been Dark Knight Rises, and that would have really helped that movie out. So, that, yeah, he he would have been awesome. Any movie, well, just been... oh okay, yeah, just any movie afterwards. Uh, he he would have been the next big thing in Hollywood if it wasn't for what happened. Uh, I I fully believe that 100%, uh, because this movie alone showed how dedicated Heath Ledger was uh, to understanding his character and becoming his character, because he really became a real-life Joker, in a sense. And it, it, it was phenomenal. So, obviously, we all think this film is fantastic, but let me give you guys the age-old question here. Has the movie aged well? Because now that we are in the pandemic with COVID, we know for a fact there is not a doubt in my mind that if you put a bunch of random people on a boat, they would have pushed that button because they wouldn't even wear a mask for five seconds because it makes their breathing harder. You think they're not going to push a button to make sure they don't die? People are so fucking selfish. This movie is a fucking lie. <laughs> I, I agree. I completely agree. It's very true. Yeah, that oh, scene. God. You know, the scene's still very fun, but like, what a fucking joke! I but saw. No, I no, yeah. actually no. I disagree. I disagree. Only because the movie does explain it, right? Keep in mind, this isn't set in our world; it's set in Gotham City, and it does explain it. And it's because they, um, the you know, they, they, the 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 example that was led by the, the heroes of Gotham City hired the people of Gotham City to be better and do better. And to strive to be like Harvey Dent and Batman, the heroes of Gotham City, and so I, I, I think it maybe is a little justifiable. Maybe. Alright. Well, you know, I don't buy it. I think it's saying that if we did have real vigilantes like Batman and real honest and good district attorneys, 
and not corrupt police officers like like Harvey Dent. Maybe maybe people in our world would be a little nicer too. Okay, I'm just saying if uh, the Joker existed in this world and he did this little prank here, uh, society would have lost. Uh, they don't know <clears throat> the Joker would have won in reality. I, I don't know. I don't know how you somehow found a flaw with this movie. You just made a flaw up. <laughs> That's right. I, I made it up. I, you know, the only I flaw just... in this movie is that people are assholes. <laughs> that, that is a flaw. You're, yeah, I was just thinking. The I shall we blame the movie for that or society? I don't know. Well, I blame society, but blame therefore, society, yeah, I also blame the movie. Uh, and then the, the final, the final moment, uh, like. I don't know if I like it or not, because it's a little, I guess, similar to Dark Knight Rises. It's a little Nolan-esque, where it's very, like, you know, he, he, he likes his cheese at the end. He likes to have some Yeah, I don't know. Him. I think it's a really, I love the ending. It is. Oh, no, no, no to be fair, like, it's, it's similar to the ending of, of yeah, similar to the ending of Dark Knight Rises. Like, I think it's perfect for the movie. But I, do I like it better yeah, than Dark Knight Rises. Where, uh, oh, what? Most Way of this one didn't have the cheesy setup. This but one's he, just kind uh, of I agree, yeah. Like, and, and the, like, the scene plays perfectly for the film, but it's very like, well, he's going to take all the blame for what Harvey Dent did because they need to have the white knight. They need to have him be the hero, which is a fantastic idea. And, and, yeah. and so for the idea, it's perfect. But the Joker is literally out and about. Could they not have just said he killed all those people? Oh. Why, did they, why did Batman have to take the fall? Couldn't they have just said, eh, it's the fucking clown. We, like, we all know he's killing people. Like, who would not have believed that? No, because they, they already had Joker in custody before he died. I think, they got, I think it happened like, within an hour, right? Like, uh, it was pretty... Yeah, but on opposite sides of town. Are the people going to know that? You know, I, I don't think the citizens are previous to where everyone is at the time. They could have just said, hey, he killed a bunch of cops, and then we caught him. It's all better being better done. I mean, the Riddler was caught and still blew up a bunch of truck bombs. See? Yeah, he can still kill. Yeah, he's, he's got henchmen. Uh, I, I think yeah, they could have blamed the Joker. The Riddler had a plan, and I quote, the Joker didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joker famously uh, had no plan, and none of these were planned. But, Not at all. Yeah, uh, aside from the fact they could have easily blamed the Joker, it is a fantastic ending to It is it's a great ending. It is yeah. a very, very yeah. good ending. And the movie very itself, uh, incredible film. I've but probably the most rewatched comic book film for me ever. Like I've seen this film a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. Oh, so good. You want to see somebody get killed by a pencil? You watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Every scene with the Joker is fucking electric. Like even just him pointing to uh, the the one corporate guy and saying, "Oh, I know a squealer when I see him." And that guy's a squealer. Literally, just every little <laughs> moment is so much fun. Like he he just yeah, has it a really good time. is. Yeah. Oh, and that's also why it would be obvious that it wasn't. The- we also know, particularly this verse where the Joker doesn't use guns. Oh, does he not? I, I guess I didn't think of that. Remember, what? Wait, we talk about he, he literally was like shooting the car when they thought Harvey Dent was uh, Batman. He used a bazooka. He was shooting. Oh yeah, he he'll pull out a fucking rocket. Just is like, well, if it's well, if it's not a vehicle, he'll shoot. And like, that's not a big okay. deal. Also, Olive is comically large. All right, he's not pulling out a handgun. He'll pull out a fucking bazooka. But he was shooting a gun before the bazooka. Yeah, but we don't like he likes to kill people with knives. <laughs> he does. Stop. It's like, it's like it, it took Jack Nicholson's like handgun and took it up about ten notches. Yeah. Now, do you be fair, Tristan? If he didn't do any shooting during that car chasing scene, 
I would have believed uh, that that would have been a good point that that would have completely crumbled my theory that they could have blamed the Joker because the Harvey was shooting with a gun. Uh, that, that is fair. But he definitely was. And even when uh, Batman was about to run him over and he was like shooting the bullets in the air going, hit me. Like, first of all, awesome scene. So awesome. awesome scene. Like every scene I can say with the Joker is fucking awesome. And he's just yelling, hit me because he wants Batman to snap. Fucking great. So good. It's a great movie. What can I say? Uh, for one, considering it's like a very long comic book movie, uh, this is one of the few examples that I would give to say it should have been longer. Like I could have watched yeah, more of this. That's movie. the thing. It, the actual t- timing of the movie doesn't matter, no. right? No. What matters is that there wasn't a wasted second in this film. It felt everything felt deliberate and fantastic. Yeah, length does not matter if it's justified. Like this film it is Batman. That yeah. one was nearly three fucking hours. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But it felt, it was so good. Yeah. And like this movie is like, what, eight minutes shorter than Dark Knight Rises? And that movie should have been like an hour shorter. And this movie should have been an hour longer. Like, like really? Yeah. Like, it, it, the length doesn't really matter. Like, those two are pretty much the same length. And I have completely different feelings on those films. Like, this film is, just, it flies by. I've seen it, uh, pr- probably the only m- movie I've seen from like the comic book genre at least 10 times. Like I've, I've seen this movie plenty. I've, I've worn my DVD out. I love it. Hmm. It's a good film. Uh, really, uh, it's, it's hard to top it. You know, the, the Batman did well. It was a worthy adversary. Uh, it's just hard to crack. Uh, it's hard to beat the Dark Knight. It really, it, it's really tough. It, it's, it's really tough when you have a literal masterpiece. Yeah, it really is. You know, this film, uh, uh, the Batman... Uh, will probably go down as one of the best blockbusters of this decade. Like, it's just, it's incredible. But it's hard, like Tristan said, when you're up against literally the best comic book movie of all time. Like, literally one of the best made movies. Uh, you know, it, it's tough. It it's really tough. is. It's, it's mm-hmm. yeah. And that, it's my favorite movie of all time. I'm not saying it's the best, just my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not my favorite. And I, w- I wouldn't even actually say it's my favorite comic book movie. I would put Spider-Verse above it. But, like, my favorite live Spider-verse action. Spider-Verse is really fucking good. And if anybody said this is their favorite comic book movie, you know, it's my second favorite. There's no arguing that I this mean, film is. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh... Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, me and Tristan have done both Spider-Man and Batman. I think we're both now on the same page that Batman is our favorite here. Oh, Welling, what, what about you? Uh, would you say... With the Batman and the Dark Knight, do you think this is better than Spider-Man, or are you more of a Spider-Man guy? But also, like, what's your favorite movie franchise, and what's your favorite character? Those are going to be two different answers. Oh, it's it's close. The franchise and the character, I like Batman better, but Spider-Man's easily my second favorite superhero and second favorite superhero movies. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero, but yeah, uh, films, it's got to be the Batman. It's really close. Um... My favorite set of fil- films between the two is Nolan's trilogy. I think just the standout quality between all three films, uh, all of the other, tr- like all the other film series that we have for Batman and Spider-Man, there was always one movie that was like, well, oh, that could have been better. Or, oh, that wasn't all that great. Nolan's three films were all spectacular. As a character, I don't know. That's hard. I think you get a lot more. I think you get a lot more legacy. They both also have two of the best rogues galleries of villain sidekick. Yeah, it's it's, it's they both it's have really, really great hard. villains and really great like other supporting you know 
characters. It's really hard and it's really close, but all three actors for Spider-Man's, I thought they all did a good job as Spider-Man. Where I feel like with Batman, a lot of the Batman movies focus on how good the villains are. There hasn't been one Batman movie, maybe outside the brand new one, and even then we talk about how much the Riddler is so good. But there hasn't been a single straight Batman movie where you could definitely say, hands down, that, hey, Batman was the best character of that movie, or, hey, that actor for Batman was the best part of that movie. Um, I would say this newest one. I would probably say the Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard because Riddler did such a good Riddler, but I think this is the first one where you could point that out. Where with the other, like with the three Spider-Mans, Tobey Maguire played a really good Spider-Man, and you remember Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield played was the best part of those two movies, in my opinion. And Tom Holland has revolutionized the Spider-Man character in a way. So I feel like, consistency-wise, character has to be Spider-Man. But trilogy okay. is Nolan's Batman. Yeah, well, that's everything for the Batman. Uh, you know, I feel like we've done the two main superheroes. Is there any other franchise to really rank Tristan? Uh, there's Spider-Man and Batman. Uh, do, do people care about uh, any X-Men? of the others? Uh, yeah, not, I don't know if we'll ever want to do that. But maybe. <laughs> the, the entire Avengers franchise. Yeah, MCU. I've done the MCU before. Uh, but, yeah, I figured, yeah. but but it's been like I, that was the very first ranked I've done. So you know it's been a while. I, I like I don't have any of the like the newest movie was Endgame. Well, I feel like you probably you could probably wait a good bit. Like wait for like a, at least all of Phase Four to be over, or maybe yeah. even like Phase Five to be over. You don't really have to update. Anything. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, really I don't, I don't really need to update movie. with these four newest ones. Especially the thing I see, Tristan, is after we've done Endgame. We have done a yearly rank every single year since. So, like, you guys know our thoughts on the Marvel movies since then. That's so. true. We always have the Marvel movies. Yeah. So You don't know my thoughts, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's true. I guess if we want to get the well dog. We can do the, the, the yeah. Marvel one. And to be fair, uh, well dog was... What did well dog think of Eternal? You know, we, the people need to know. Yeah. You know uh, what? Does Welling I... think Cersei is uh, someone he would have sex with? That's what people want to know. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Eternals, it's not as bad for me as what other people thought it was. That'd be but isn't well it in... just worse than Dune in every, lo- in every way possible? Dune was better. Dune was so good. It was so fun. Dune was better. I'm a huge Dune fan, if you don't know that. I did not know that, but now I know I am that. now. Yeah. I didn't know that, that uh, uh, Welling was uh, the first person to listen to the 10-hour 2021 ranking. Oh, uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. He knows your love for Dune. He better. He knows my love for Space Jam 2 and New Legacy. <laughs> no one has love for that movie. <laughs> well, someone on that podcast did. <laughs> someone did. Yeah. So, you know, we'll do another, uh, maybe X-Men when a new X-Men movie comes out. I don't know if there ever is one. Well, we'll see. But, you know, we wrapped up the second superhero of these uh, superhero ranking franchises. You know, the Batman, Spider-Man, we're working our way through them. Uh, But if you haven't seen the newest one, go check it out, guys. And until then, have a fantastic day.